No escaping this. No What's going on? This is Ori Style of the No Escaping This Podcast, episode 77. Uh, chilling, and it's, uh, it's, it's warm today. The weather's picked up, actually. I'm happy about that. And uh, speaking of warm weather, someone who's probably come here and looked at our weather and said, this is trash. I got a friend of mine from the US of A, who's, uh, she's been in Europe, but she's only come to the UK. How long has it been? It's been about three weeks and some change. Three weeks and change. Wagwan Kenya. Yes, I am here. You good? Yes, I'm fantastic. Actually. Nice. I like how professional you're sounding now. But then, when the when we're not recording, it's 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 jokes about the shape of the microphone. I mean, well, there's duality to my personality. Oh, then big words there. Mm, no. Excuse me. All right, I better get my dictionary out and just <laughs> getting these right. No, I'm just saying. And shout out to Essence in the room as well, just chilling in the background. Gang, gang. She just tipped her cup up. Yes, yes. I'm outnumbered. We're, we're in my studio and I'm outnumbered um, in terms Americans. of Americans to British people. Look at this. Yeah. This is not, this ain't good for me, man. I don't know. I can't trash talk you lot today. <laughs> you can. I wouldn't, to be fair, I wouldn't anyway. Yeah, you would. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. The American you are, I wouldn't. Oh God. There are there are when people in the in the UK think of America, they think of what they see going on right now, leading up to the elections and stuff. Yeah. And they call that one America. But yeah. we've had conversations where you say, look, that is one side of America, but there is also a black America as well. Oh, for sure. See, we don't we see, we know it's there, but yeah. we don't we're not in it deep to really see it ourselves. Yeah. I mean, what is what is Black America? Uh, you know what? Like growing up for me, Black America was like we didn't really interact with like we didn't we didn't really interact with white people. Okay. Um, unless we absolutely had to, um, and it wasn't like growing up. It wasn't it wasn't something that it was consciously. You know, it was just kind of you got to you got to understand where I'm from. So I'm from the South. I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. Um, the South has a history of like segregation. Big oh, time. Big time. Right. Big time. We know that. Um, yeah. And the thing is, like, there were actual laws that like there were blacks were not allowed to live in certain areas. Blacks were not allowed to shop in certain places or enter through certain entrances. Um, and that that was the actual law. Mad. Right. Right. <laughs> wow. So like, let's get to what we're talking about. So. Mm. When they abolished the um, segregation laws, integration, so it became illegal to segregate by race, but it didn't mean that it stopped happening. You still see kind of the echoes of people's mentality from 100%. then to now. Yeah, 100%. Ah, um, so we, so the thing is for us, you know, we didn't see, I think growing up as a kid, you don't see anything wrong with it. It's just your reality. So for example, like I had black doctors, I had black dentists, black mechanics, black restaurants, black, um, my schools were integrated. I will say that I think okay. my schools were fairly integrated. Um, but everything outside of that was black. See, we don't, this is the thing that gets me is when I hear that, that everywhere you went, black people were there. Yeah. From from the top of the day to the to the evening, any form of commerce that you had, you saw your face. Yeah. Where for me, if I'm going to the uh, on the way to school, the bus driver is is one of many different ethnicities. Yeah. If I go to the to the sweet shop, it's boss man. Boss yeah. man is I don't know if you don't say that out there, but boss no. man is he's he's Asian. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, if I'm picking up uh, a pack of, like a, a Snickers bar and a and a bottle of Coke or something and then head into school. Afterwards, it's bus back from school. Again, it could be anyone who's from anywhere. If I want to pick up food, I might get a Chinese takeaway. Yeah. Um, 
there'd be one or two Caribbean takeaways. This is when I was younger, maybe one or two Caribbean takeaways. The first one in the UK actually was owned by a Chinese man who came yeah. from Jamaica and was Mr. Patty. Yeah. First Caribbean takeaway in the UK, like yeah. 40 years ago, roughly that. Wow. So for, for me seeing that, hearing it, it's amazing because we want that now. Yeah. We're fighting for that now to see more of us in different, um, in different kind of sections of society. Yeah. But you had that from your doctor. You'd like, if I saw a black doctor yeah. when I was younger, I think even down to my family, they would look and go, is he really qualified? There's a, I know it sounds mad. It sounds <laughs> No, it weird. doesn't sound mad. I mean, it doesn't sound mad. It doesn't. Um, but like I said, for us, for, for, for so much of our life, like there was not an alternative. Mm. You had to go see the black doctor. Um, going wow. to see a white doctor was not allowed. And then when they started to allow it, you didn't trust them because you got to also understand the history. You know, they experiment on black people. Where are we from? They make us lab rats. Wait, um, and there's a history of that. Right. So yeah, blacks yeah. have a have a there's a cultural history of not trusting. White. Yeah. People, especially a white doctor. So how like my great grandfather would not go see even my grandfather, like even I would say maybe until like the last 10, 15 years would like absolutely not go see a white doctor. Serious. Yeah. You got to understand. We know the history. Like they experience. You got the Tuskegee Airmen experiment. You got Henrietta Lacks. Like there are so many. And these are just the well-known. Like I can talk to my great aunt who's still alive today. She's 94 years old. And she has a mad story about like the white doctors getting over on her and like trying to take her pension. And so we have this, this very well-known history where we come from, where there's just like stay kind of within your own. That's wild. How did, then how do you cope being in England? Cause well, I, everywhere well, you the look. Thing is, well, the thing is, I mean, I'm, I'm an adult now, so <laughs> I've had to, I've of course had to um, grow outside of my environment, I think to take advantage of some of the opportunities that I've had. I, I feel that, life. but I mean, it's, but isn't there a part of you because I mean, when did you first leave us? How old? Uh, the first time I left the US, I think I was like 20. So 20 years of grounding of knowing my doctor, my dentist, my pharmacist mm-hmm. is black. Yeah. And then you come here and it's it's, it's a, a bit of unlearning, I guess. Um, I mean, no, I, I didn't never, I guess I didn't process it in that way. Because okay. you expect it to be different when you travel foreign, you're like, okay, everything is different. And then also too, like I've lived in different parts of the U.S. So like, my, for example, my the way I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina, could be very different from the way someone. Actually, it is very different. I have friends that are born and raised in Brooklyn, and okay, I think yeah. Brooklyn is very, uh, very much more similar to maybe London. It's very diverse. Very yeah. Um, but in the South, like you know, for a long time, it was only we only had black and white people. Like, I remember there being an influx of, like, Hispanics into our neighborhoods. Okay. Like, for so for, I remember growing up, I don't want to put ages on it because I could be wrong, but I remember growing up in, like, my neighborhood being all black. And then it became black and Hispanic. And then my mom started making money. And then we moved into, like, a mixed neighborhood okay. that was, like, middle class Still mostly black, but it was like upper middle class blacks, like maybe a few white families here and there. (laughs) The boondocks. Um, (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Um, But I think as we as 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 we've grown and my mom has, you know, 
grown and, mm. uh, and accumulated wealth, our status changed. So we started becoming uh, coming into contact with people of different backgrounds. Fair enough. Um, but in my early years, it was like mostly all black everywhere. Okay. Like all black everything. So what made you say, I know you want to explore. Some people are just not meant to be in the same place. What yeah. made you say, I want to get, not just out of the States, I want to get out and fly and see the world um, and land in parts of Europe I wouldn't I even go to. I know. Well, my first my first abroad experience was actually to Brazil. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I moved to Brazil when I was like 1920. Moved. Something like that. Moved yeah. to Brazil. Yeah, because what happened was, so um, throughout my entire, like basically throughout my entire scholastic uh, career, so basically throughout my entire time in school, mm. um, I've always been in some accelerated program, right, throughout the entire time, um, even going into college. So like my freshman year of college, I had an internship with a big um, top name firm. Um, and so I got intern ex- experience in my freshman year. Sophomore year, I got another intern experience. My mm. junior year, um, me and my guidance counselor started talking about, okay, like, what do you want to do with your, like, how do you basically make the most of this degree? Hmm. And at the time, because I had already had like substantial internship experience, she was the one who kind of suggested, well, maybe we should start looking for some experiences abroad because you know, the world is becoming more and more global and you definitely need this experience on your resume. Wow. And at the time, um, the university was exploring like different, not really study abroad programs, but more so like um, basically like where you would do fellowships at a university. So mm-hmm. basically you would go and you would enroll in that university. So in your um, exact degree program, but you would learn that course in the native language. Okay. So they were trying this out because they wanted to see like, can this actually work? Cause like, cause my background is mechanical engineering. I'm sorry. Mechanical engineering. They sound like it was a Q in there the way you said it. Mechanical. Mechanical. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm country yeah, like that. Sorry. I'm really from the South in real life. Uh, um, I remember both of them. Now you both told me of, that. Yeah, yeah, both of them is one word. Yeah, we, yeah we'll talk about that. One word. <laughs> All of them. Yeah, All okay. Them. One word. Um, so my background is in mechanical engineering. So okay. they were trying, they wanted to basically experiment to see like, can we send kids over there to learn engineering in a foreign language. And it was Brazil. So and it was Brazil. Portuguese, so it's Portuguese. Yeah. Yeah. So I went over for a little bit at first just to learn the language. And then I did an entire semester, full semester uh, in Brazil in, in engineering or mechanical engineering, but all in Portuguese. Okay. How was yeah. that for you? Um, great experience. Loved it. Brazil's first of all, the Brazilians as a people are like some of the nicest, most friendliest people. Like nice. I think 30 minutes, it was a culture shock because it's like for the first time you realize like, um, like I remember stepping off the plane in Brazil for the first time during my connection flight mm. and like everybody around me was speaking Portuguese and it was the first time that I have ever experienced being, being somewhere where everyone speaks something else. Yeah. Uh-huh. And okay. you don't understand. Anything. Because <laughs> at that time, I didn't speak any Portuguese. Okay. Um, spoke a little Spanish, you know what I'm saying? But no Portuguese. Yeah. Um, and so that was like a very scary experience. Like that was probably the, the, the scariest of all the experiences. Not necessarily the plane, but like my first day getting to my apartment, 
not speaking the language. And this mm. isn't the place I was, I was in Curitiba. So it's not, it's a tourist destination for Brazilians, but not international people. So a lot of people there don't speak English. So like trying to order food, you don't speak the language. And trying uh, to get directions, you don't speak the language. You got to maybe show them a picture of where you want to go or yeah. what you want to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And this is like early, what was this like 2009? Okay. Uh, yeah, 2008, 2009. So this is like really pre-Google day. Like it was it was early Google yeah, days. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't like, oh, let me just Google Maps on my phone. It was mm. like, mm, you don't even have I need a phone to speak to people. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that. Mm, let's start with the first problem. That's amazing, though. Yeah, that's amazing. So anyway, to to make it concise, mm. um, I got my first experience in Brazil. Okay. And then that once it was actually my grandmother who I think helped me make sense of that because even though I loved the experience, um, it was I started to feel homesick halfway through it. When you say halfway, how long is that? That's like three months, like okay, three, yeah. three and a half months or something like that. I was okay. there for a total of seven months. So um, I remember calling my grandmother one day and I told her I was homesick and she said the funniest thing. She was like, girl, these niggas ain't going nowhere. They will be here when you get back. <laughs> and I said, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Kept it real. <laughs> my grandma was all the way, a hundred. Like, that's why we, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why we are the way that we are today. Like, she was like, girl, these niggas ain't going nowhere. You'll be fine. <laughs> she was like, girl, you better go out there and live your life. They're going to be right here when you get back. And then for some reason, like, it, I could have talked to a million people and a million people could have said the same thing. Yeah. But it was like, when she said it, I was like, no, you're right. It's fine. <laughs> and then ever since then I ain't been homesick since And I have been all over the world And I have not experienced homesickness Because I realized that like You know People that are really there for you Ain't going nowhere Yeah true. Even if they move on Physically You know what I'm saying They're not They'll still always be with you So it's like You just go live your life Okay And that's at 20 That's at 20 That You don't get that now do you About people like being homesick And wanting to go home like, do I understand when people are homesick? No, no. Why do you feel ever homesick? Because you, I mean, no. that's not the only place you've lived. You've lived all over the place. Yeah, I don't. No, I don't feel homesick. I do feel like there are times where I miss home. Um, there are times where I definitely feel like I need to recharge my battery. Like, oh, I just need to go home and be around like your people, my folks. You folk. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel that. Um, but I don't feel homesick in the way that I did before. Okay. You know, like it was like this longing for like, oh my god, I miss home. Tears and also. Yeah, yeah, she oh, was like, girl, you don't get off my phone with that. <laughs> you chose this. Yeah. You chose you this. Go and you know why you chose it. Take advantage of this opportunity. Exactly. How many people you lived around that don't get that opportunity? Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. you better make use of that. Exactly. All right. So that's Brazil. That's yeah. South That's South America. Yeah. Right. But mm-hmm. how did you end up in Europe where they do not look Brazilian? No. But weirdly enough, the first place I lived in Europe, there was a large Brazilian um, community. And I, so I ended up, so to answer your question, how did I end up in Europe? I was working for a pharmaceutical company in the U.S. Okay. Um, and I was playing the corporate game. I'm really good at that. Okay. So I'm not proud of. Um, <laughs> and I had basically worked myself to a position to where I had global responsibilities. But um, so basically my constituents were worldwide and it was from all the way from the U.S. across to China. So wow. okay. being in the U.S. was 
it's sometimes a hindrance um, for the work that I needed to do time because frames. now I'm 12 hours from China. Yeah, the time frame. But yeah. if I'm in Europe, I'm six hours either way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just a strategic move. They they asked me to move and I was like, hmm, why not? And you landed where? In Copenhagen. Okay, Copenhagen. Fair enough. Yeah. Nice. You went from from all black where you was at home. Yeah. To- well, actually, so I didn't, I didn't <laughs> move from home directly to Copenhagen. I mean, I lived in Charlotte. Um, so I was about 17, 18. Then I went okay. to college, my undergrad. What did you go and see? I did. I went to North Carolina A&T she State went University. You big up yourself. Yeah, big up. Aggie Pride, shout out to us. We love our school too. Like yeah. Aggie Pride's a real thing. Like if you Google it, we're going to pop up. It's serious. I'm, I'm going to Google that now. What's she, Aggie Pride? Yeah, if you Google it, it's a real thing. Aggie Right. Yeah. Um, and we don't, right and now. due to Corona, we don't have, we don't get to go to homecoming this year. Jiho, that's a real thing. Okay. Um, and like a lot of us are really upset about it. So I'm hoping that like something magically changes. Have you missed us still grinding and thriving? Aggie Pride, North Carolina Agricultural and Technical, Technical State, State University. University. Aggie Pride, we really out here. Listen, I'm je- when I see this, I'm jealous, you know, because yeah. as much as I went to university myself, yeah, what we see of how colleges are in the in the US against oh. how, the, how we are here, you guys have a pride. You lot have a real yeah. a real love. Like you lot have people that pledge. You have got everybody back in your your sports teams like you can fill yeah. stadiums we don't have any of that yeah and specifically so i went to an hbcu are you familiar yeah, with that? i know what hbcus are oh, okay. big uh, you gotta spot me on that one yeah. if i could reach across uh, there you go oh well, we couldn't reach across but it's you know uh, I, I would we don't have those here yeah and i would love to have been to one to go yeah. to one just to see people being taught either by black um, scholars or professors, but also being around amongst everyone else where the history of that university yeah. is African-American. Yeah. I would love to be in that environment. And it's so rich. Yeah. And you know what it does? You know what it does? Like here's, here's what an HBCU does. Mm. Um, it takes race out of the equation. Okay. Because guess what? You no longer get to play. You, you're no longer the smart black girl in your class. You're just, you're just a girl in the class. You're just a girl in the class. Yeah, come on. You're no longer, you can no longer be like, my professor doesn't like black people. Mm. It's a real thing. Aggie Pride. Okay. Really She's looking at the picture. Of the, it's a bulldog. Yeah. Yeah, he looks Aggie. Um, yeah, <laughs> like I really aggie. wish that, I mean, like the fact that we don't have homecoming this year is like a big deal. Hey, if, no one's able to have it really. So. I know, but it's like, come on guys. I, I even said, I don't even want to say that, but I was like, I will really risk it for homecoming. <laughs> like I would. I have never missed a homecoming. No? Never. That's real Aggie pride. Do you know That's a-, a real thing. And I've lived abroad for the last three some years and I fly back. Just for Aggie pride. For homecoming. Every year. So for me, like I go to my university, Middlesex. I've been back when I've been booked to perform. Mm-hmm. That's it. That, there's yeah. nothing to go back to when I go there. Not because I'm putting uni down, but yeah. they're for the uni the, the stuff they do is for the uni student time. There's yeah. no come back and check us out. My yeah. school don't have that. My um, my university don't have that. We don't really have that here. Once you're finished here, it's it's like a, a belt. What what are they called? A, you know, like a belt that takes like products through like a factory. Conveyor. Conveyor belt. That's it. It's like a conveyor belt. Yeah. Once you've done your time, get yeah, out of here. Yeah. Get out, man. Nah, I should like a merry-go-round. We come back area oh, annually. And I mean, like everybody. I'm saying, no, the amazing part is when you see people who like alumni from like 1940s. See, no one would care. You know what I'm here. saying? Oh, Or like when you see, you see, when you see like hundred year old Aggies. And they still are there. 
paraphernalia on, ready to go. I see a lot of celebrities who went to HBCUs. Uh, yeah. Chadwick Boseman, really, rest yeah, in peace. Yeah, he went to Howard. I went he to went Howard, to, too, for grad school. See what I mean? So yeah. he he used to go back to Howard regular. Yeah. Because he used to pledge as well. Yeah. And um, his pledge mates are still, him and his pledge mates, all still friends, all yeah. linked up every year. I remember reading this about him after his yeah. death, just to, like, like him wanting to go back and show love to his university or college rather. Yeah. We don't have that here. No one cares. Yeah. Here, once you're out, it's like, well, I was in Brunel. Okay, bye. <laughs> Keep it pushing. What, where am I working now? We don't have that pride here. Yeah. But then we don't have the, I don't think we have the system set up for us to feel like going back is one, an option yeah. and two, even worth doing that. Like, what are you going to give to us for yeah. us to feel like we can go back? I think for us and I and I I tread lightly when I when I dare to speak on behalf of like the masses. Okay. Uh, but I'll say from my perspective, like our university meant so much to us at a, at the time. And I think especially being black for a lot of us, like university is the game changer. Okay. You know what I'm saying? University for us is what opens the door. And it's like it's it is like the bridge from being just like, you know, a regular it's the bridge to excellence. That's how we I think about that. it. Um, Whereas for us, it's, it's, it's opening the door to debt. Yeah, I mean, and, I mean, we it's, it's a debt. Debt is. is a real thing for us too, of course. Um, but I just think, like, I I think for me personally, like, I know personally, I just owe my university so much for who I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. Because I think for us, like. University was a place where I had to really figure out who I was outside of these things that I grew up knowing, you know, like outside of my family structure, outside of my like familiar friend structure. Yeah. Um, In university, I had to really figure out who I was. And I was grateful to go to a black school to be able to do it because black was no longer part of my idea. It was no longer the sole like you know, qualitative measure for my yeah, personality. Yeah, there's more to you than just what you look like. Yeah. yeah. So then you have to start figuring out, like, what do you really like? Who are you really? Um, and then, like, the competition is different because mm. it's like, it's just like, you just see people out there going to get it. And you like, yo, I got to be, I got to be competing with the top. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think, too, like, also the, the choice of universities. So, like, our school, I, my background is engineering. Our school is one of the top, not one of, but the top producer of black engineers in the nation. Wow. So we recruit a lot of very uh, top engineering scholars to go to our university. So whoever you thought you was in your hometown, guess what? It's somebody that's done come here and they are really. So now you're now you just you feel like you're competing against to get the best. But it doesn't feel like the thing is, it's all love. Like we all family. So like we'll really all get up and study together in the, the library together. Like, we got mm. a big exam. We all going to come together and figure out. And it's going to be like, all right, cool. Study guy. Uh, I got what, questions one through five. Uh, he got six this? through ten. <clears throat> I you know what I'm saying? This, this would have been great to have. Yeah. Oh, you know what we got? We got cheap alcohol in our SU bar <laughs> and then we had a library that would be overpacked. So we had no space to really study. So yeah. some people just went to the cafeteria with a Windows laptop that was like four years old and yeah. like only 200 pound. It was always breaking down. You couldn't save your files. And we were always told to have a USB and this is when USBs were only kicking in. So for me, <laughs> my experience of, of, of studying back then was I just need to get my grades yeah. and then bounce. Yeah. You, guys want to go back do you know what? that's love yeah it is because now we go back and like here's the thing now like here's the beauty in going to an hbcu now my friends are like 
black doctors. Oh, yeah. And black dentists. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like top paid black engineers or the leaders of certain firms. And it's like, but guess what? Also, they're also cool as hell. Yeah. Cool as Like people you actually want to hang out with. They're, you've been... A- I feel like they've been around their people, which allow them to still have whatever a swagger that has and whatever personality <laughs> that brings. Yeah, you know I mean, the yeah. way they dress, where they talk, where they yeah. carry themselves, what they're into. Yeah. Like, for example, you could be, like, all right, so your friends, let's say you're all into hip hop. You're all around each other talking about the newest and the latest yeah. without having to water that down because other people around you don't get it. Right. But you're also studying and getting the grades that you right. have worked hard for. You come out, yeah. the personality has still been there yeah. from from the beginning of your study and all the way up to when you graduate and go into the jobs you that yeah. you have. You bring that out with you. Whereas here in my class, there's probably, I, we're grouped up with people. In my class, it would be this person and th- this person who's from this part of the world, this person who just learned English. And it's great to have these different yeah. backgrounds, but I can't really talk about um, and show love for what I do and they completely understand yeah. it, what I'm into. Like dance or music. Yeah. I might show that to one person and they're like, oh, I don't know. Uh, is The only thing I know about Jamaica is Usain Bolt and Bob Marley. Yeah. And that's as deep as it goes where you have yeah. people that are professionals from all different fields around you. Yeah. And if you want to talk about things that you're into, things that you like, even just the the cultural upbringings that you've all had and the food that you all have, that you all, that your parents raise you on, yeah. it's not a thing where you have to explain it and almost show it. It's all, you're already in it. You know what it is? It's like, it's like there's a, there's a baseline level of understanding amongst majority of us. Yes. However, the beauty is like the differentiation, like the, like the nuanced differences, Mm. you know what I'm saying? Of black Americans. So like, for example, you know, going to, going to school, I made friends from California. I never met, you know, I never had friends in California and I understand it like, okay, black people from California, they black, but they black people from California. You know what I'm saying? We don't see it that way, you know, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, you, you start to understand the nuanced differences within our culture. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's a baseline level of understanding. Mm. Right. But then there's like, no, deeper than that, there there are nuanced differences. And then that's what helps you kind of figure out like who you are. Yeah. Because we're not we're not bonding because we're all black and we all like hip hop, like all black people. No, of like, course, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. We're bonding now because it's like you like you like the the certain Nas era that I like. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, now yeah, it's like yeah, on yeah. a different level, yeah, like yeah, yeah. nah, you know what I'm saying? Like you get a hundred percent like mm-hmm. where you know, I like, like that. so that's that's what it is. So yeah. Do you know what's funny? You mentioned about black people in California against where you're from in North Carolina. And yeah. over here to the untrained eye, we look at well, you're black American, people just believe, oh, you're one people. Yeah. Which you which you are, you're one people, yeah. but because People from California are nowhere near the same as people from New Orleans. They are no. they are a different black, yeah, by far for sure. But people over here would think they're the would same. just think, oh, it's the same. You're American. Yeah. Like we'd watch programs on. We had a, a station called Trouble TV, mm-hmm. and I mean, you know of Nickelodeon because that's worldwide. But Trouble mm-hmm. was UK based. Mm-hmm. However, it brought a lot of the American programs over here. Hang Time, Saved by the Bell, mm-hmm. um, In the House, One on One. Those will all be on Trouble. Right. 
we would see that and go, this is what black Americans are. <laughs> like you'd see Anthony Anderson on hang time. He yeah. was the black guy in the basketball team. Yeah. All of us are sitting there going, we know there's not going to be one black guy in the basketball team. But we sit there and go, yeah. this, this is, that's black. Then you see one on one and just how they all carried themselves. Uh, Flex, Flex Alexander and, and oh, I can't remember her name. Kyla, Kyra. Hi. Kyla Pratt? Yeah. Yeah. Just how they carry themselves. And then you compare it to watching Hang, not, I was not Hang Tang, um, City Guys. Yeah. And you would just think, but even yeah. though we were watching it, I'm sure that City Guys were supposed to be kind of New York-esque. Mm, yeah. um, Hang Time, I believe, was supposed to be LA. Yeah. One-on-one um, 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 -on -one was supposed to be set in LA as well. Yeah. But we, even though there's differences that you pick up, for us, it would be, they're yeah, just, just American, Mary, black yeah. Americans. Yeah. And sister, sister, Keenan and Kel, all that yeah. black smart guy, yeah. black Americans. Yeah. We wouldn't separate them. I think the older we've gotten, and I think music is what's really shown us when we when we hear yeah. when we hear when South really blew up, when when Ooh. um Outcast really put South on the map, and then you start to see people like Luda, right. TI, Killer Mike. You know what I'm saying? We just from the South, we got something to say. That's, oh, right. When that, when they said that on stage, yeah. my yeah. Gosh. Shout out to fucking Andre 3000. Big shout out. I'm a Matt. So, right. my favorite rappers of all time. Hello, before we move on, yeah, like, go on, go can on. we just acknowledge like that specific Source Awards? Like, oh, let's talk about it. Go that on. specific Source Awards was wild. wild. Like, they were that was booed, a historic moment. Yeah, they got they booed, booed. But it was like, you know, that's also like the when the East Coast and West Coast shit jumped off. Yeah, and, and like, no one cared that, about South. Like, yeah, like yeah. that whole, like, that Source Awards. Mm. is like a historical moment. A lot of people here wouldn't know that. A lot yeah. of people's first experience, uh, if you're not a real hip hop fan, yeah. a lot of people's first experience would be Stankonia when it comes to Outkast. Okay. Stankonia, they wouldn't think of, um, I'm ref the, how was the longest name of an album that they got in the one before it? Uh, uh, super Player, Super, super Player List, Catalytic yeah, Music, yeah. That one, yeah. So yeah. their first experience of Outkast would be Bombs Over Baghdad, Miss Jackson, yeah. um, Fresh and Clean, right? Yeah. But that Source Award was during the, the first yeah. album, not the second, not Stankonia. Yeah. So they wouldn't have known about what was going on in terms of- Hello, Was it during the first album or was it during their second? Stankonia, no, no, because Source Award, was, that was 97 or something. No, because they had a Quimini. They had Super Playalistic, Super Southern Playalistic right, Cadillac yeah. music. And then they had a Quimini. yeah. And I think that was, a Quimini was the Source Award. And I think that was 97, 90, 90, right, 90, 96, 97. Because Tupac died in 97. 96. Biggie died in 97. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So then that source of words had to be what, 95? I was it before? It was, not it? Because that thing was still popping off, innit? Yeah. So 95. Yeah. Stankonia was 99. Okay. Right? Yeah. So they weren't really privy to that because once you hear Stankonia, you're going to go, oh, well, that's my experience of Outcast. I'm going to go from then onwards. Yeah. Some people might do the backstory and yeah. just go to the older albums, yeah. but they never really looked at the history. Yeah. South wasn't popular until Outcast and then Luda straight after Maybe not, not even Luda. I would say. Yeah, I would say there's some time in between because you got, because you got to understand that, that outcast, baby and uh, that outcast run because with, with outcast also came like the dungeon family and CeeLo and Graham, all of that. Yo, yeah. Like that yeah. had a run. And then um, I think then uh, New Orleans hit the with scene. Baby was kind of really. And you had Master P yeah. and No Limit and, um, Cash money. Yeah. And then they had a full fucking like. They were on their stuff. Yeah. They were a conglomerate. Yeah. Big time. Big time. So I'm um, yours. Okay. So there was that. Again, we were not privy to that here. Yeah. But we, see, the thing for um, us is like, 
the thing for us or the thing for me specifically is like how I got introduced to the outcast was like my stepdad coming to pick me up from okay. my after school program when I'm like eight and he drives okay. a Cadillac. You know okay. what I'm we, which you'll never so, see here. Right. You'll never so see here. So he's bumping Outkast. Yeah. And I'm eight. And I'm like, yo, this thing jamming. <laughs> I'm eight. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But I knew that was like, I knew it was yeah. a thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. I just rem- like, so that's the era of the time. Like, like Cadillac music was a thing because like mm. to be a man in the South, like a black man in the South, oh, pride. A Cadillac pride. was like, yeah, like, you could, like yeah. that's what you get. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You're going to go get your Cadillac on some things. Some who, things is, who you made know, Cadillac your music? Who is that? Again, someone's got Cadillac music. Well, you got, uh, you re- more recently you got Cadillacica. That's Brick Crack, Big Crit. Okay. Um, he has like his Cadillac music, but I would say like, Cadillac music, I would say in that era, I would say it's mostly Outkast, yeah. um, the Dungeon Family, like Atlanta and rap, the, like early Atlanta rap. And the styles that they came with. You yeah. had you had New York with their, it was just baggy, mm-hmm. fubu wearing, yeah. maybe bandanas or whatsoever. You had um, the West, Jerry Curls and yeah. all that kind of- And, and gangster shit. Gangster shit. And, yeah. But they would also, their, their stuff would sound funky on t- with like- what? Like kind yeah. of on with their music and yeah. stuff, right? Kind of coming out of the NWA era into Cube, like going solo. And it was all yeah. kind of old school funk tunes that they would make into. Ga- and then you would have, and how they would, they Raiders tops and all kind of yeah. Jerry Curls, like I said. Then you but had that was South. just the culture. That was the culture. But That's then South, yeah. pink and green and yeah. the, but like, it was literally like, an acid trip in terms of looking at what they're wearing yeah. and going, these guys are but flamboyant, say, but they made but I would the shit say work. That Outca- I would say that Outkast, like I said, Outkast and the Dungeon family, I would say they were a bit eclectic for the South, for what they represented. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I would say that major- majority of what they embodied was like just a, a spirit of coolness. Yeah. Like that's, I think that's like what Southern, that's a Southern thing, like to be cool, laid back, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Confident. Like, yeah. Just, Confident with your laid Just backness. on your like, yeah, you know, mm. like, like on some macking, like that's a southern thing. There you go. You know what I'm saying. So, so over here, when we're seeing this as British people, we're looking at these different like types of rap, yeah, and seeing South being very different from yeah. um, New York and 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 West Coast. When you're looking at like LA as a whole, yeah. California, and and just maybe Compton being like the yeah. hub over there, we're seeing them, and that's what we're starting to understand. There is a massive difference with different. Black people yeah. in America. New York is New York. New York is, yeah. if of the three of them, probably the closest to to London in terms of the city of London. New York looks like London on yeah, steroids and sure. being a melting pot of, of sure. culture. Then you've got LA, which was large, like long, large roads, no high rise buildings as such. It's just even long. in the hood they had yards. Yeah, this is it, right? This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? Can you hear, can you hear me? It's it's short Are you pulled? You pulled the mic cable out. It was you. I thought it was me the whole time. Or maybe it just wasn't in there secure the first place. Oh, don't, don't. Okay. It was fine the last time we recorded on that one. You see how he's mm-hmm. there. Now nah, it's in now. But yeah, so say again, what was you saying? Um, yards. I was saying that uh, on the West Coast, you know, they have yards. That's it. Even in the hood, yeah. even in the project, Everyone's they got, got yards. Everyone's got a garden and they've got a, yeah. front, a front yard. And they're, so like they're Dave good. Chappelle, you know, Dave Chappelle has this joke yeah. about the first time he went to LA. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And of he's like, even in the hood, people are outside more near lawns. The lawns, you yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And he's like, he from DC. He like, nah, that nah. ain't what we do around here. It's blocks you know? in DC. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's concrete. Blocks. Yeah, everywhere. Concrete <laughs> jungle. So, and then you got South, 
Which they, I mean, they yeah. ain't got yards, they got farmland in a lot of some yeah. of them. They have land, trees, They're big time. It's green yeah. in places, yeah. and we're starting to understand. Remember, we're years behind you when it comes to hip hop culture. We're understanding there is a big difference, and it's only when people are deciding to pay attention because we've had this conversation yesterday yeah. about views of America against views of Britain. It's people that start to pay attention. They start going, okay, there are black people that are from different places. When you hear, when you see when Nelly came out with country grammar. Yeah, St. Louis. Yeah. Like, different. I think they need to put some respect on Nelly's name. Like, uh, Nelly put St. Louis on the map. You okay. know what I'm saying? I give you that. But like, for you guys, and then, yeah. And then brought his whole crew along. And I respect that. You Again, for us, we just went South Rapper. We didn't, yeah. we, as far, we, for all we know, St. Louis could have been in Atlanta. Yeah. That is how, that's how yeah. dumb we were. It is definitely not. We just saw <laughs> Nelly South. Yeah. Um, Luda will relocate it to South. Killer Mike, <laughs> South. Yeah. Just Outcast, South. Yeah. T.I., South. Yeah. No one cared that yeah. it was... T.I. is from Georgia, isn't he? Yeah, right? So is Mike. He's Atlanta as well. Yeah. Um, Luda was from where he's from and he went down to... He moved down there when he was like 16. Okay. I'm a big Luda fan, yeah. right? He repped Atlanta hard. Yeah. Welcome to Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, even okay. the song Georgia that yeah. he did. Repped it hard. But we just said South. Yeah. No one looked at Nelly and went, St. Louis. We went like okay, South. Even though we yeah. see the big arch, yeah. we just went South. Yeah. Because a lot of us, we, we may have known by research, but in our eyes, yeah. it wasn't that deep. Whereas if I was to say to you, Stormzy, you're going to go London. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe UK, right? You know what I would go? You know what I think of when you say Stormzy? Go on. That, uh, that episode of Chewing Gum. Do, do you have to reference that? Shit it was like that was hilarious, though. Is, there but you that go. was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it was. That was hilarious. I know what you're talking about. But we, I know yeah. more about his, like, I don't, like, his music didn't, you didn't know. Didn't hit for you, really. Not, well, not that it didn't hit for me. It's like, I think I know some of it. Okay. But it wasn't, like, I would say that, like, London rap ha still hasn't made, like, a, well, I would say maybe Skepta came and had, like, a U.S. run. Okay. But I would say, like, growing up early hip hop. Yeah. Um, London did not have like a US run where it was like, okay, this is UK rap as yeah. a thing. Whereas in the US, like, you got to understand, like, yeah. we know well, New we, York we, rap. We, like, we you know what I'm saying? Like, when we talk about rap, like, we know, like, okay, New York rap is having a run right now. Or Miami, you know, yeah, Miami yeah, yeah. had they run. Like, Rose the West Coast that, yeah. has they run. Like, we, I feel like, and I feel like it's long overdue, actually. Well, I, I think it's long overdue for the UK to have like a solid run through the US there's as a, a thing there's a part of me that says yes yeah but there's also a side of me that cause like like you're proud yeah. of where you're from yeah I'm proud of where I'm from yeah what's that noise is it outside never mind there's know. a part of me where I'm from that will sit here and go why do we need to have such a popular run out there? Yeah. I'm proud of where I am here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's always that. There's always that. However, yeah. for us to, for our music to be really, really like worldwide, I'm closing this window. Yeah, for so. our music to be really worldwide, it needs to go to, it needs to go abroad. It needs to go over to the US. Yeah. Right. And we need, it would be nice if we had a run over there. But the, the last time we had a run over there, um, <laughs> you lot didn't know we was joking. Yeah. <laughs> you lot didn't know. We talked about this, didn't really it? Tell you, us it was a joke. Yeah. yeah. We well, we kind of laughed at the fact that you didn't, we, when, when Big Shaq went over there. Yeah. We, you lot thought, is this what London's coming out with? Ah. 
But the shit was hilarious though. It was hilarious, but we knew it was a joke. You lot were laughing at us while we were laughing at you laughing at us, not knowing you should be laughing with us because we're taking right. the piss. Or, I mean, <laughs> it's like, you know, I don't know. I think so much, I, I still think to this day, like so much more could have been done with that run. Because I'm yeah. like, why didn't any, like, why didn't a hot, like UK rapper jump on the fucking remix? Um, Did that happen and I missed it? I think, I think because we knew it wasn't a serious thing. But it's so, like, but no, but the world took it I know, we know so it's this. like, but even like, like take for example, like what Lil Duval did with his song. Yes, uh, you know small bitch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we but, all but that, knew. But that, well, you knew it was taking the piss, but that was a banger. Yeah, it, it was a chew. But man's not hot. Was like it was like it was like a thing that people were playing. All right. I don't, you know, it was a thing that people were playing. And right, someone so, should have, someone, a hot UK rapper should have got on the fucking remix I feel and like, murdered it. I feel like and, they wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Wait, hold on. I think, was there a man's not a hot remix? I I'm think sure it was. was. But I think it should have went like, I just think the rollout of that, I think there was some momentum there, there was that could have been was. taken better advantage of, in my opinion. Hold on. There was a man's not a hot remix, you know, and it had, um, that's it, Lethal Bizzle, Chip. Crepton Conan. Um, there's a few people on it. I need to, I'm going to go through this and have a look. But there is a few, here we go, the MCs mix. There is a few people on it. Lethal Bizzle, uh, Big Shaq, Chip, um, where are we? Crept. It's Conan's on it as well. Uh, JME, who's Skepta's brother. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there was a remix. So there was a remix. There was, but I, because we knew it wasn't serious, yeah. it was more fun. Yeah. Whereas you would have gone, let us hear, let us see Hell what's yeah. going on. But we knew it was a joke. We knew it was a parody that got blown up. See, we didn't. I know that was what but was I funny. Think, but I think it's also too, right? You just wonder like, damn, okay, is that what Americans think about UK rap? Like, is that what, is that what UK rap, is that how Americans perceive UK rap to sound I feel, and be? I feel like we don't, we don't do too well out there because America want, so over here, Americans do well here because we've embraced. Uh, I have a theory. Okay, well, hold that for a I'm second. Let me land. It. Let me land. I feel like with American music, for many years, we UK. I've been mean, talking in the nineties, early noughties. We felt like we're behind, so we've tried, either tried to emulate your sound yeah. until we found what our sound was, which was UK garage, like you came yeah. to the brunch, and which is like grime music. Where we found our sound, right? Yeah. So we were trying to do your sound. It wasn't authentic because it, it came from us. So it didn't resonate with you as much. Yeah. But we accepted yours because this was like a big black kind of movement. Yeah. Not just music, but it was a whole culture. Hip hop was yeah. a whole culture. We didn't have our own here. So we kind of embraced yours as an ex- as as our culture. Like we were an extension of ours yeah. because we're seeing black people get together and we loved it. But when it comes to the, when it's the other way around, why would you, when you have such a rich culture, which is yours, where yeah. if we try to jump on, it doesn't feel or sound real yeah. to you. It's almost like when snow does reggae in farmer, <laughs> you're like, shut up. Blood. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's a tune that we, we yeah. know and we sing, yeah. you're like, but it's not really reggae, yeah. is it? Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I do. What's your theory? My theory is that I think that the reason that UK rap doesn't do as well in the US is because we don't always understand y'all slang. So it's hard for us okay, to like yeah. really resonate or feel the music. Is, well, do you know slang that you've heard that I can try and translate for you? I mean, there are things that I know better now. Okay. Like, for example, like there are certain UK um I want to know what words songs. are. I mean, like, for example, like, um, uh, like you call sneakers crepes. Crepe. Yeah, that's slang. Crepes. That's yeah. crepes. So like sometimes I'll hear like I've heard a UK verse and somebody will mention crepes. And like to a, most Americans, that's like a pancake. 
Which is what we call it as well. Right. So we, yeah. so what I'm saying is like, sometimes the, the slang doesn't always like resonate. And you got to understand too, like regardless to whatever happens, whatever, whatever, regardless to whatever becomes mainstream, yeah. it has to land and resonate in the streets first. Okay. The yeah. streets make everything hot. Yes. Period. Okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So the streets can't bang if we don't understand what the hell y'all saying. So Kreps is one. But it's like other stuff too, like... Um, but what word do you hear us say now? Like when you're walking around, you hear uh, a lot of us saying, you're like, it hits Like, you, okay, so. you know, like the way y'all say still after every sentence? That's only some people. Yeah. Yeah, I... But it's just... Buff, I, she's buff still. Yeah, like, buff, like, like, you know, like, oh yeah, that's buff crazy. Is, buff is like, muscular, like, isn't like, it? Right. So it's like... <laughs> so we're like, she's buff. You're like, yeah, she ain't that muscular. She ain't right. that big. Or it's like, so y'all like, y'all like muscular joints over here. Cool. No. You know no, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so I'm just saying, like, certain things I think, like, the <laughs> slang is what is what prevents it from getting hot in the streets. Yeah. Because the beats be on point. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's not a matter of beats. Y'all, like, I don't hear UK beats. The beats is crazy. You know okay, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And it's not really a matter of, like, lyric, like, lyrically, like, how somebody, like, syncopates to the beat. It's not that. Okay. It's just like, well, what the hell y'all saying? Maybe our hip-hop or our rap or our, 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 our version of it, which would be grime and, to extent, drill, but drill is, is in the states as yeah. well. Like I think if you go back and you look at which songs in the in from the UK that became popular, in the I think US, it's R and B. But just go look at the lyrics. That's a good point. I might try that. You know what I'm saying? And just see like, yeah, where was it? Was it spoken in a way that like, okay, no matter where you're from, if you you can get this. That's you know what that is that is so accurate. When I think about those who have become popular, not just. Not just um, rappers, but when I do say R&B singers, yeah. the ones that went out to America, when they were over here, felt too American to us. Yeah. Like and Estelle. And that's the thing. Yeah. Estelle. Yeah. Who did the tune And we with love Kanye. Estelle. See what I'm saying? We love Estelle. See what I mean? Yeah. So when she went over there, when she was over here, her vibe was already kind of yeah. like American swag. Yeah. Like we, she had that yeah. swagger and that, that confidence about yeah. her that was very much. So when she went over there, naturally you saw her and went, well, we get it. She's British, but yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we feel it. And Americans love a British accent. Let's be real. Flowetry. Flowetry. Look what they did in the States. <laughs> they took over. Love them. Do you see what I mean? Both of them what British. I mean? Yeah, I get you. You know what I'm saying? If we, yeah. if we, if we understand what y'all saying, we'll, we'll not. Cause Americans love British people. Yeah. And we love British accents, like as a general until, thing. Until we get our, until we get your movie roles, but that's another story. <laughs> that's another story. Yeah, yeah, that is a different story. Um, but yeah, but yeah, okay. But we, but we do. All right. We love British people being British. Yeah, yeah. Be authentic. I don't think I don't, don't think Americans it. love British people playing Americans. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't fall, don't fake it. Yeah. I I, I get that. Yeah. It's it's annoying when that happens when you see us be us there, but. I don't know if I but can But the thing is like the, the question I would have for you Is like why Is it that If if a British person Why Like why was it still Having like a US Swag about her Like Why were you kind of like mm. It's what we knew Imagine yeah. so She was born in 1980 Like her song says Yeah So she's now what 40 She's coming up to 40 years old This year or 40 98 1980 1980 I was like yeah. Okay no child <clears throat> no, My math is not that's that bad not, That's no, not no, 1980 <laughs> So she's 40 now Yeah My brother's not far off her age Yeah When I look at him When he was doing music Back in the day 
the he was doing very Americanized stuff because what influenced him was a lot of the American music. Yeah. We didn't have that here. Yeah. And even when we tried to in the 90s have our, our hip hop scene, a lot of the artists were still very American style. Like, so they would, yeah, okay. the, the rappers here would do, would have flows that you'd hear yeah. over there. They'd ride beats that you'd hear over there. Yeah. They would emulate what they heard over there. And then Garage came about, which came from kind of the, the jungle and house scene. Yeah. Right. The, like when that happened, the speeds were different. Our, our garage music, as you heard when you was at the brunch yeah. is just upbeat. It's faster. <laughs> it's pure energy. It's, yeah. it's, and the thing is, that's not even our fastest music to us. That is our regular speed stuff. Now, yeah. then you had grime, which was rapping over those speeds, but it wasn't just a, give me a little bit of noise. It wasn't just that. <laughs> it was actual lyrical content deeper yeah. than just trying to get the crowd hype. Yeah. So our lyrics were a lot faster, a lot more upbeat, a lot more speedier. Mm. And that became our sound, which okay. then when we, a lot of us would go over to, to America. Now we found our sound. Yeah. It didn't, one, we had our own slang Two, our speed. Cause we sounded like we were going like Buster Rhymes, give me some more speed. And that was our regular speed because we're on the lyrics very, very fast yeah. or the beat is very fast and you can't jam to it like you normally would. But these are also tunes we can't play in a club. You can play them in a club. It's just to get people hyped to, to start going crazy and all sorts. <laughs> but these aren't club. Yeah, see the gun finger stuff. Don't imitate me now, yeah? <laughs> but that's what they're doing. That's what, to that kind of music, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Whereas in the States, Club music is what if you're if you're if your tune's being played in the club and getting played on radio, people love it. So to, for it to get played in the club, it has to have a vibe I can dance to or I can move to. When it comes to our fast stuff, even we can't really dance and enjoy that <laughs> for too long. Maybe garage, yeah. but it's not about the the words in garage. Right. It's about the just beat in it. yeah. The, you heard it. Yeah. I mean, I'll bring you flowers in a yeah. pouring rain. It was yeah. singing over something yeah. that's fast. Yeah. And I feel like when we found our sound and we tried to bring it over there, by the time we found our sound, yeah. it, look, it took all the way up to get to Skepta before you guys really paid attention to our grime sound. And that took for Diddy to come over here and do Hello, Good Morning mm. with Skepta over here. Mm. And he was like, what's going on? And even that remix of Hello, Good Morning was fast. Yeah. Do you remember it? So hello, good morning. The beat was do ni 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 ni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I remember the song. I'm trying to remember the skip. Hello, good morning. I had to listen to it. That was your speed. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. album was do ni 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 Hello, good morning. It was a lot yeah, faster. Okay, okay. Next week, I, I can imagine for you, lot. That's what the fuck are they doing? Why will you yeah. slow down? I beg you. Yeah. I don't, no one needs to spit that fast. I feel like by the time we found our sound, it was too far gone separate from what would resonate with you. Mm. When we mentioned Stormzy earlier on, mm. again, even when he talks, he does well out in America, definitely. Mm-hmm. But I st- because he's so London and he's so, he's so, I mean, you don't even know this. He's so Croydon, so South London. Right. Right. And that's not a bad thing. That's he, his hood is down there. The people that follow him is down there. I hear it. For you guys, you hear it and go, that's so London. Mm-hmm. I believe that it's almost like you I have don't to even ex- think people go, that's so London. I think Americans are like, oh, that's a UK guy. Oh, is it? Yeah. But see like, how- we don't even separate it. We don't even give y'all that. 
It's not even London. It's, it's just, just UK. Like, or it just depends on. It depends on the. I would say depending on the their global perspective. But it's like UK, Britain, England. Yeah, da, da, da. that's over. There. Or London. But if they say London, they don't know that London is like one city in the UK. They just yeah. say like London and meaning like representing all of I the UK. You. Do you know there was one? There's one artist who I love. Yeah. JK. He's from Birmingham. Birmingham yeah. is two hours north of where we are right now. Okay, mm-hmm. it's far enough away for them to sound different when they talk. To have a different mentality, a different swagger. Mm-hmm. They can carry themselves different. I know when I meet someone from Birmingham that they're not from London mm. after 10 seconds. Okay. I can, one, you'll hear the accent. It's strong. Okay. Right. He has had his music. JK has had his music on power, right? There's mm-hmm. one epic scene and it's when you watch, you, you used to watch power. Of course. It's one epic scene. Do you remember when Angela Valdez got the guy in prison killed who killed her partner at the time, Maybe. not Ghost, obviously. Ghost was in prison. She got Ghost out of prison. Yeah. And then the oh, informer. Okay. Yeah. No, do you know who it was? She got the guy in prison. The, the guy who she got killed was the the undercover the undercover um, FBI guy who was actually working for the jefe of the gang. Yeah. Right. And he was, he was, he was working the FBI, but then he was also actually working with the drug cartel. Yeah. She got him killed. He was dead on the floor and she whispered in his ear. Um, I can't remember what it was, but it was basically, I got you, you bitch. Right. Mm-hmm. Basically the scene hit hard, mm-hmm. hard. And then JK's song too fake. Yeah. Played. Yeah. Everybody in the UK went, <laughs> and everybody yeah. in Birmingham went berserk. And yeah. I can imagine because not yeah. only are you from the UK hearing your stuff on power, mm-hmm. easily one of the most popular American programs at the time, yeah, but you're sure. also, if you're from Birmingham, you're not just hearing London, uh, UK in there, you're hearing your own city. Right. Represented, and that St. Louisville kind of vibe that you had, yeah. St. Louis, St. Louis, St. Louis, St. Louis, and the yeah. St. Louisville. What's but it's the same vibe that we have in Charlotte right now with the baby. Yes, of course. Oh, yeah, the baby's from from Carolina, North Carolina. He's from Charlotte, North okay, Carolina. Okay, sorry. He's right from your part. He's right. Because North Carolina's a state. He's right from your city. Right from my city. Okay, cool. Yeah. Or city. 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 However, I said it. Okay, no, I say city, which is which is. Yeah, I say city. Where I'm from. Where you're from? Okay, so he's really yeah. He's doing. He's really from. He's turning. Family. He's becoming that pop star now. Yeah, I don't uh, call him no pop star. He ain't gonna appreciate. That. I mean, pop star is in popular he a rapper. music. He's a rapper, but he's popular. He's a popular rapper. Drake is a rapper, but he's a pop star. Drake is a pop star, but he's a rapper too. But the baby and Drake are not the same. I okay, real quick then. Just is nah. Drake in terms of rapping ability, the baby or Drake? In terms of rapping ability, yeah, the rap, the rapping ability. I no. Uh, no context like the fuck I don't know Um, because I mean they're just so different and then it's like you gotta I mean we could have a whole we could do a whole hour on like my thoughts on like rap and rappers and and Drake and Drake versus Pusha T who was the real winner and like Pusha yeah Pusha was the real winner but Pusha 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 is different he's a different demon Pusha T is my favorite of all time serious Okay. All times. He went he went there and he made it stick. He he did I remember watching a Joe Budden podcast yeah. when Push was on there. And what Joe said is you the only way you could take down Drake is if you attack his integrity. Mm-hmm. Because he was that rapper who the ladies liked because he yeah. seemed like a gentleman. And the man then went, he was, and the fellas were like, he's great because he's a good rapper and he could create tunes that were a vibe. But you attack yeah. his inter- integrity, then you've, you've killed him. And that's what he did with the whole baby in hiding thing. Yeah. I mean, he just told the truth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. He just showed us, he just showed the world what a lot of us already knew. Yeah, that Drake is not all crispy clean, no squeaky clean, rather, and all that. 
Yeah, he he's an actor rapper. Ooh, yeah, that's true. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I ain't, true. I ain't no shade. I like, I don't hate to play an order game. You know what I'm saying? But I will call it what if it, it is. is. Yeah, and that is what it is. And Pusha T. Um, I mean, yeah, Pusha T. Legendary. <laughs> um, no, for real, legendary. No, I like know this. for real, for real, in real life. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I think, I think, I think for me, um, it was principle. You okay. know what I'm saying? Pusha T said he was like, yo, you should never mention my wife. My wife. Yeah. And like as a woman, you gotta understand that's like, yeah, you better take up for her. And do it in a big way You know what I'm saying Like You're supposed to let the world know Like don't play with me Or mine Yeah And that's what Pusha and T you did went there. And, and guess what there. nobody else Will ever do again Yeah it's true Play with him or his Yeah it's true that is, You gotta yeah. be principal You know what I'm saying and No meanwhile, wife no children Don't touch that yeah, yeah and meanwhile You know what I'm saying His opponent out here Got his joint looking crazy Yeah You know what I'm saying He's straight up And like Embarrassed You know what I'm saying Like I heard looking mad wow And meanwhile like She's your co-procreator, like yeah, it's true. You know what I'm saying. So it's just a, a principle is what it is. Like and sometimes you got to stand on that. And I think if you do, then you have you can you can do the things that Pusha T does. Like yeah. I seen Pusha T come to do a concert right in mm. Copenhagen, great concert. <laughs> but he rapped like a legend. He do concerts like a legend. He came on. It was like a 45 minute show. I think nice. He doing three, you know, two and a half minute. He's he not giving you the full song. He's and he not off. he not gonna break no sweat either. Yeah. He gonna come in, he gonna rap these bars. We gonna all rap along. And then he going to fuck home. Okay. He doing it like a legend. I was not mad. I loved every second of that show. I wanted more. See. Wanted more. I'd love to see that. It was amazing. I'd love to see that. He's your favorite rapper. He's I think if it's hard to have a favorite rapper. Um, when you love hip hop, when it's what you grew up in. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, but if I take the totality to of his art, his skill set, mm-hmm. and his uh, his character, like what he brings as like who he represents. Yeah. Top two. Who's the other? Shit, I mean. T- I know mine in order already. Yeah, I don't see. I can't. I can't even give you an order. Do you know why I can give you an order for mine? It's who I spend more time listening to their catalog. Yeah. Even if I listen to new stuff, and I'm like this person is great i i like when i go back to people's older catalog and yeah. if i listen to it like and i still get that feeling i had from years ago when i first heard outcasting Out, okay outcast for me is everything buster for me okay buster for me i'll turn up but for that. buster in the 90s and yeah. the noughties yeah when they when they were doing versus battles right and they and they were trying to line up people to go up against each other i did a whole episode yeah saying uh, this was this was just before Bounty Killer and Beanie Man. Again, two of my favorite artists as a whole. Not obviously hip hop, yeah. as a whole. And I knew who was going to come across better and I knew who had the better tunes, et cetera. I could yeah. break that down because them, yeah. one, it's where my family's from and two, it's it's my my, my love for yeah. dancehall music, right? But when it came to verses and we're talking about the ones that I saw, top my top three rappers um, had... So not even telling you that all three, but just one of them was in that. And that was Luda. Yeah. yeah. Luda okay. as well as an as a rapper. He's a shorter time frame yeah. than Buster, but that time frame he had, the, the literally the concentration of hits he had for me were untouchable. From yeah. back back from the back for the first time. Then he went to um word of mouth. And then it was uh chicken and beer. Uh no, not word of mouth, it was um word of mouth. 
there's one before chicken and beer or is it chicken and beer? And there's one, but basically it was that concentration of time Yeah, that I, when I think about Luda, I'll be like, wow. When his verses yeah. went on, I was like, I when it when when was verses between him and Nelly, I was like, Nelly's great. It's not going to take Luda. Yeah. But the one question I asked everybody, mm. no, no, he wasn't going to take Luda. There was no way. Internet, internet just, aside, he wasn't going to take Luda. I, I, okay. No way. All right. No way. I don't, I mean, look, that's, that's a hell of a versus though. It was a great versus. Tune for tune, there were some bangers that I forgot Nelly had. Right. When he had to pull out that That's, stadium tune. Right. You know it, what I'm saying? When he had to pull out that big stadium tune and it was on a dream. I was like, That's a song for yeah, other people. But see the thing is, the thing is, see, this is this is what this is what this is what living abroad has taught me. It's like cultural context is everything. You're, you're, there's some tunes you're gonna say the impact it had at the time. Yes. Like, and like, like you know what I'm saying? Or, or like, I, I'm sure y'all had house parties back in the day yeah, when y'all yeah. were growing up. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It was certain, like, you know what I'm saying? You in a house party and they play hot in here, boy, and it's going down. See, killer. You know that, what I'm saying? No, no, it's going that's down. That's what it is. Killer tunes, definitely. Um, you know what I'm saying? Tip drill. Going killer, down. Killer, you know killer. what I'm saying? So you got memories associated yeah. with just like crazy nights and these yeah. particular tunes. Or you know, like, you know, you know when you get to the party, like as soon as he play, like cash money, back that thing up is one of them. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, Eagle. Eagle. Eagle is another one. Yeah. Um, uh shit. Nuck if you buck is yeah. another one. That's cool. a big one. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You know when when the DJ dropped that. It's a big tune. Especially, <laughs> especially for those, not just in St. Louis, but South, yeah. especially yeah. because even though it's not, it wasn't directly where you was. Yeah. It was still almost the vibe that a lot of people in the area yeah. had. But then my thing was put that against Luda's collection. Yeah. As soon as Saturday come on, yeah. mad Southern hospitality. Yeah, welcome to Atlanta. Uh, stand up. All great tunes. Okay. All great tunes. Go on. But not turning they not gonna hit the party the same I don't know. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not sticky, saying that they're icky, not gonna icky, icky. I mean that's a smoking song you know what I'm saying <laughs> like to all the smoke up. yeah because it's like that's a smoking song so no, all the smokers I got a yeah. big weed stash yeah pocket full of cash but it just made yeah. you get ready to get up and enjoy a Saturday it was like it might be the thing you play on the way to the party Roll out but would be my party, thing on the way to yeah, the party. Okay, yeah. roll out, move bitch. That's a party. Move bitch. Move bitch is a party one. Act to fool you know as well. Turned a lot of people. But also too, I'm starting to think like I'm wondering like if there was like because I do feel like there was like a Nelly run, and then I feel like the Luda run coincided with also like the crunk movement. So you had Luda competing yeah. with like um, Lil John. Uh, yeah, little scrappy, yeah. Um, all those guys, so all that kind of ran. So you know what I'm saying? In that so, time period, yeah, in that yeah, time yeah. period. So at so at the party, like you gonna play loot on the way to the party. You definitely gonna play move bitch at the party. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like when you want to turn the party up, yeah, you on the more tip drill. You gonna either play eagle. the Nelly or you gonna go the um crunk music. So you going I, to the? Uh, I see why you say that. You know what I'm saying? Okay, but it don't take anything away from Luda. No, and no, his of course not. Like, I'm biased between the two. Yeah. That's, I know that much. Yeah. Yeah. But my thing was this. I said, I said on this podcast, when it came to Buster, only one person you could put against Buster and it would be either a fair match. Only one person that, that you could put against Buster and it'd be a fair match. Yeah. We're talking bangers, club bangers, or even just, just, just whatever vibe you feel yeah. Buster has, right? Yeah. Only one person. Who would that be? Missy. 
Oh. The only one person. Yeah. Tell me that's not a good matchup. And that, yeah. And see, that's why I say like this whole, like, who's your favorite rapper is like, where do you start? So, and I get, I get you with that. I think I'm, when I say my top three, I do have reasons as to why, but yeah. I, they're easy. I'm not saying they're interchangeable, but they're so close. They might as well just be one and everybody else is, yeah. is in the mix of seconds and, yeah. and so on. But what nobody, I actually stand by this firmly Yeah. in a versus battle, not just in, not just like as an artist as a whole in a versus battle, who are you putting up against Buster? And it's a complete loss for Buster. Have a think about that in the background essence. Come on. I mean, that's a good question. That's a good question because it has to be is I mean, there are people that you could put up against him, but it has to match. It has to yeah. make sense. Nope. So I think yeah. the Missy one makes sense. The Missy one essence, makes sense. Essence, what are you saying? I don't know, Twister nasty now. I don't think Twister's got twenty. Yeah, he don't got I don't, don't think got Twister's the, got twenty. He doesn't have the quantity. Twister can go up against Buster's speed raps, but right. but, but you you can get you can kill Twister's any in my eyes, any of Twister's tunes with a put your hands on my eyes can see. That beat and just how cool he came with it. Yeah. And just like you could close your you could be in a club and you can Dance with a girl to that. Yeah. You could be in a club with your drink and just bop yeah. your head to it. I Everything mean, about yeah. that tune, to, do you, like, just think about that for a second. Put your hands on my eyes, can see. Yeah. Right? I mean, I give you, it's a tough one. I got you to, all in check. I'd have to think about I like. I feel like I would need to ponder on that one. I, I, you know, I hear you. I just felt like there was nobody energy, performance wise, energy, energy wise. wise. And that's what I'm saying. It has to match the yeah. energy. And because if not, it's just not, it's just going to play hot tune for hot tune, but it's not going it. to be a battle. Buster's energy yeah. and Missy's energy, they're like yeah. brother and sister yeah, in rap. Could, they even call go. each other that. Yeah. People are calling it on Twitter as well. I, yeah. after, I'm not saying it was me who triggered this. I'm uh, not that arrogant. Of course but it was after I put it up, I started paying attention to when more people were talking about it. Yeah. And I realized other people had said this as well. Yeah. The only one that you could really see matching up, which would be really really enjoyable in terms of their length time they've been up if you, if you see their climb both of them climbed in the 90s massively they had their their things early 90s yeah like leaders of the new school buster was early 90s but when he came into his own 95 96 that yeah. was woo got you all in check that was um <laughs> put your hands on my eyes can see that was raw I mean, could you say like a swiss speeds would you put a swiss speeds up against buster never Never, no. never. I think a lot, n- not Swiss Beats 20 that were Swiss Beats 20 tunes of him. Okay. If you're including Swiss Beats and his productions of people that have jumped on his rhythms, then maybe. Okay. But Swiss is Cause 20. Because I, I think Swiss would take it. No. And about the thing, I think they no. would match in energy wise. Energy, yes, for five to 10 songs, but not, <laughs> not a bust of 20. All right. Look, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm going to be the first to say I don't know his, his discography well enough to really. <gasps> Who, Buster or Swiss? Um, Buster. Like, I don't know 20 of Buster songs like that, like, not out the top. You know what I'm saying? Not off the dome. Like okay. I'd have to think. Like somebody, like send me an Apple uh, Essential playlist. I will do, and I will so, okay. go through it. You give know me, what I'm give me a type of song, like a, not a genre of music, but a genre of song. Like you got a song for the ladies, song mm. for the club, just a song for smoking weed, whatever it is. Give me a type of song, and I can match a tune. You would know after I've named it that Buster has a song for smoking weed. Song for smoking weed. I would say um, maybe raw. No. Mayday, Mayday, that one. 
It's just a it's just a bop in the car with chilling with your friends and smoking weed. You're thinking more laid back, chilled, isn't it, with smoking weed? Uh, not necessarily. You know, you got to catch a vibe when you smoke weed. Okay. Um, Nah, it's too much singing. I'm trying to think. Oh no, I'll give you one. Go on. Um, the joint he got with Janet. I would say that's a girl song or a sex song yeah, more than but smoking smoke, weed. But smoke weed, sm- too, yeah. So maybe because I don't smoke weed. See, so. that's how. I, that's why I asked you that question because I know your ass don't smoke. How are you gonna? No, what do you mean you guys don't smoke? We smoke I weed. Said, out I know your ass don't smoke. Oh me, you yeah. specifically. Oh yeah. So how are you gonna give me the one about a vibe I can't even? Because you, you asked like that? me a question. All right, give and me you a gave next that one. as an option. Give me a next one, then in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't smoke weed. I'm just trying. To, I was trying to think um, of anything Snoop esque that Buster would have done. Oh, what do you think about a Snoop and Buster versus? No, no. But you know what? I wouldn't it would be just, mad it at. Wouldn't, no one would measure it. It'd just you're be right. two legends it'd going, well too. done. Yeah, yeah, you're right. True. You're right. Like how DMX and Snoop okay, was no one look, counted. Look, I gone. have a question for you go ahead. that I want to ask you. I want to ask it so bad I wrote it down. All right, go on. Yeah. So it's a bit of a pivot. But uh, but you had mentioned Joe Budden earlier, yeah. right? And, yeah. um, and I'm sure you're familiar with like what's going on with the Spotify. The Spotify. Of course I am. Yeah. So I definitely want to get your thoughts and opinions on this. Okay. Well, I have no contract with no like right. podcast provider, you, so I can okay. do this. Right. So, you know, the whole, just for, just for the sake of the podcast, the background, you know, basically is yeah. like when he, when they originally made the contract with Spotify, hmm. they signed him. It was a... It was a deal appropriate appropriate for where he was at the time. Yeah. Two year contract. They're up for renegotiation. Okay. Um, and of course Joe Button is saying, like, look at what we do. Like, yeah. look at our numbers. Yeah. Like, you know, we are warranted the big bucks. Okay. And Spotify was like, mm. Of course. Spotify hit them with the same thing Netflix hit Monique with. And that's a whole topic that I could e- that- yeah. Okay. I, I yeah. see why you compare it, but then I'm. I, I also. Yeah. Hundred percent. I. I there are the difference I find with the Monique one and and, and Joe Biden's one is uh, the reason why it was a bad thing. Yeah, no, I, we can go. We're gonna argue on this. I know. We are. I can see the reason why I feel like it was worse for Joe than yeah. it was for Monique is because on the platform you're already on, you are showing numbers, figures, and stats that beat everybody else. Yeah. And yet Spotify still go, mm, we're not going to treat you good. Right. Here's some watches. Right. I'm not saying what happened to Monique was right. I don't think it is. But yeah. the reason why it's harsher on Joe's side is because they already were on the platform and yeah. you're taking the piss. Whereas yeah. Netflix hadn't accepted Monique and made, and were looking at what they could or couldn't do and was because going- Because audience is mostly black listeners. I wonder, it's okay. a thought. Okay. It's a thought. Go ahead. My thinking is I'm wondering, do they not value the black listener? Uh, or the black audience? Um, because you can't tell me Monique don't do numbers. You know what I'm saying? You can't tell me she don't do numbers. She so does as numbers. A, as a comedian. And Joe oh, Budden does numbers. I, all right. So I, as a as a, as a comedian or as a, this is going to sound weird because Chappelle said this once. Yeah. As a, should I assess this as a comedian or as a black man? Um, with the Monique one. I, I, I think with the Monique one, give me, give me your take as a comedian. Okay. I'm interested. So, okay. Should we go back to Joe after this? Yeah. Or, For sure. Okay. As a comedian, yeah, the numbers that you would ask, the numbers that you, if she was to compare herself now, yeah, with those who she said she matches with now, numbers wise, as a comedian, yeah, it's it's not the same. She's not doing the people that she, that she was comparing herself to in terms of the numbers that they get, right? Kevin, 
Chappelle, even Rock. And uh, my Schumer, girl, Schumer. Amy Schumer. Yeah. Right now, Monique has is not doing those numbers. To then say I do I can do those numbers because then if she said if they were right, but I don't think I don't think Monique was ever asking to give me twelve million. They don't. She's not saying give me. She's not saying give me the Amy Schumer number or give me the Dave like Chappelle twenty or something. Something yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. She's saying five hundred thousand dollars is a slap in the face. That is a slap in the and face, and it was. Yes, it was. And I think and I so I question. I wonder thinking right. Okay. Is it because they do not value, do they not place value as high of a value on a black audience, you know, a black listener or a black subscriber okay. as they do others? I don't know, but it's just a thought because I'm like, why, why, why is Joe Budden even going through this in the first place? No one, arguably, arguably mm. Joe Budden's podcast is, has to be one of the top podcasts. Yeah. And especially for hip hop, it's like top three hip hop you know in the I'm world. Saying? Yeah. Um, Consistently though. Yeah. Podcast and the podcasts are long. Like no, very you, long. <laughs> they're long. They're like two and a half two hours. Three long. hours yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you're consistent. Like I wait for it to drop. There there have been periods of time where I'm going through and I'm like listening to that podcast yeah. consistently. Um so you can't tell and I don't I wouldn't consider myself honestly like a a avid podcast listener. But you still take time and listen to Joe. I listen to Joe. Um Even, I, and you got him. Whether I disagree or not, I just like the commentary. Uh, See, yeah, that's I'm the thing. That you know what I'm, I'm saying? Even if I just, even if I'm like, yeah. you don't know what the hell you're like, talking I'm about. I'm bored with Mo yeah. all the time. Yeah. But I, I will listen but to But I love Mo. I'm bored of it. I love Mo. I, I love the fact that he his his angle is there and represented, you know what? but I, I'm bored yeah. of Mo. But also, Mo's a real nigga. You know what I'm saying? He's a real nigga. Like, he I would really like to like, say he is, but then I get. But I not real in the sense of like real, da da da. Like, no, real. I think he really represents like. A lot of black men. I so I give you that. Yeah. But then it's it's you know sometimes you look at you sometimes you hear someone be that way yeah. and then you you look at them and you hear them speak and how they carry themselves you know that they're in you know that they got the understanding in them yeah. but then how it's presented I almost feel like you have to almost listen to Mo for weeks on end to yeah. see if he really gets it whereas I can't, I don't get the vibe that he does yeah. and what he talks about you know what it is I think like I think sometimes Ma just sit back and let them niggas have it he's like alright Joe is on a rant right now I'm gonna give him that Ma gonna speak if it if it resonates and, and there's a principal stance on it. He gonna speak up and say, "Like, look, this is the one two one two on that." I yeah. There's still a part of me that but he's what real. I'm saying, yeah, but what on, I'm sorry, saying is that he's representative of okay. a part of the culture. So I, I so you know I, I agree or with part you that of the one. demographic. Let and, me say that. Yeah, yeah. And it's a commentary that yeah. we listen to, even if we don't agree. And the dynamics, I think. So I I have studied this right because yeah. I study sometimes. Like I really get interested into like chemistries and like how things work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The balance that they have in the personalities actually oh, it's great. work. It's really good. Even um, Parks. Yeah. Because you got to understand that Joe Budden is the dominant voice and the dominant, you know what I'm saying, personality in that podcast. And so his supporting cast members have to balance that. And what I think that Maul does a good job of doing is just being like the balance of like, not is some real share or not, it ain't. You know what I'm saying? 
Okay, fair enough. And Joe, you know, Joe emotional. Joe is emotional. Like he'll go yeah. on a whole rant and, da, 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 and somebody in the room need to be like, <laughs> "You guessed it." Yeah, you know. What I'm <laughs> somebody what in the room next? need to be mild to be like, yeah. "Relax." Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? So I, I like the balance of the of the three. And so I, I look at Joe Budden go through this right. And mm. so of course, like I have to parallel this to my own life. Go ahead. Because I think that like, and I and I'm sure that a lot of other like. Um, black people can feel the same where you just feel like they just don't put their money where their mouth is with you. They love you because you're creating and you're building. And I think that Joe raised some very good points. Like Spotify's uh, podcast network would be nowhere what it is today without that podcast. Right. Yeah. Um, And so that has to mean something you would think. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You would think that means something. Like someone in the room has to be. But here's the thing. Here's the reality. See, here's what I don't yeah, think. Go, go I think this is what my, my experience in corporate sometimes has shown me that, like, you'll have a lot of really, um, quote unquote, smart people sitting in a room and the answer is so obvious and they missed it. And I think yeah. that someone in that boardroom doesn't realize like they have not, they don't want to give Joe Budden his credit. Even just to say like, no, you're right. You have, because I think the moment they admit that, then they have to put their money where their mouth is. Yeah. I'll give you that one. It's almost, uh, it's almost a pride. It's, I don't know if it's pride or if it's just a, it's like sometimes corporations or organizations don't want to admit that it's the creators that make them what they are. They feel like it's all the science and the technology that goes in behind it. Right. So I'm sure they're yeah. like, well, yeah, you're doing numbers, but also, you know, we, we do these things, da, 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 you know, all these things. And that's what makes us great. And it's like, no, no, no. You can say, cause when, when they were talking about the, the, I can't remember what app it was. They bought that helps people create podcasts. Yeah. Or I think it was like, I don't, don't give me something like, yeah, it was yeah. some kind of, I'll find out what that is, but they were saying that they Spotify bought this kind yeah. of this technology yeah. that allows people to make their podcasts. Yeah. And Joe was like, okay, you, you're making moves that evidently show us that the, what direction you're going in. Yeah. We know it's not going to work because we're seeing it from the consumer's perspective on a right. day-to-day basis of just how our metrics are. But because all you're seeing is the final figures and what you think is, yeah. you're playing catch up to what we already know, yeah. but you don't want to give us credit for where we are at. And you're spinning it. And this is what I've had. I have observed this happening in boardrooms and I'm talking like big boardrooms and we're okay. talking big money. And it's like someone will do a presentation, a PowerPoint, and they will just make a connection that's not actually there. They'll say the reason that this result happened is because of X, Y, and Z. Okay. And it's like, mm, you can only say that to someone who doesn't know. Hmm. You can only say that. The thing is, like, people who are making the decisions very high up tend to be very far away from where the magic actually happened. Of course. So you can actually tell them anything. Yeah. You guys should be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because... You know, we route listeners to the, you know, they can make it make sense. Yeah. But the reality is like, no, there's actually magic in the Joe Budden podcast. Yeah. I listen there's to magic it. to it. I listen to it every time. Um, and I didn't even realize, only when I started to run with it. Yeah. I like go and do my runs and yeah. I'm like, I need to save this bit of Joe Budden's yeah. podcast. So when I'm running, I've got 60 minutes to, yeah. to listen to this. I started realizing something in this podcast is keeping it me is. that others is not. So I'm like, why do they not want to pay that man? Because I don't even think he's mm. saying, I don't think. Just like with Monique, I don't think Joe Budden is saying, pay me what you paid. Yeah, no, he's just saying what I'm worth. It should be somewhere in the ballpark. What are we actually talking about? Yeah. And like, 
And then you know this whole thing where um, Charlemagne had to go and say his that two cents. Was, that was terrible. It was so bad. That was, it was that so was bad. Terrible. It was. Is he still it, your the South Carolina cousins and that. The thing with you know the thing, <laughs> and I'll say this for the record: the thing with North Carolina and South Carolina is we are country cousins, and the thing with it is we can talk all the shit about South Carolina that we yeah, want, and we no, absolutely do. Yeah, but but. Collectively, we're the Carolinas, and if you're not a part of that, then we will keep not your mouth talk. Closed. Right? Yeah, yeah, I get. So you. I will talk all the shit about Charlemagne and being from South Carolina, and how I do feel like I won't get into. I I don't like to sometimes get into whether people are right or wrong when it comes to sharing their opinion. Yeah. However, you have a platform, and I think that I do agree with Joe. Where it's like, you don't have to agree what I'm doing, but don't, you're working against me. Yeah. When I heard Joe talk about that, I was like, Charlemagne was wrong. He was. Like, you're telling a man with a platform, you're telling a man with a platform to play ball with people. Yeah. And you're doing it in front of the masses. And that was just bad. And it's like, come on. And this is somebody that y'all have done content together. And actually, I like Mm. the two of them do content. But if you watch them, Joe Budden always steals the spotlight when them. Of the two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they, when, you know what I'm saying? hundred percent. And the thing is, it's like nobody ever wants to have to get on and pop their collar and brag about how dope they are. But I feel like when you put people in a corner, it's like Joe Budden really had to just come out and say, like, Charlemagne, you will not, you do not understand mm. what this fight is because we're fighting two different fights. That's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was true. It was true. Like it a, was absolutely who, true. That's like someone who's employed. Yeah. Trying to talk to someone who's an self-employed or an entrepreneur yeah. about how to handle life during lockdown when you've got a safety net, which yeah. is furlough. Or trying to han- handle contract negotiations when it's like, you do understand that we're we're not negotiating the same contract here. Yeah. You're negotiating to be an employee. Mm. I'm negotiating to be an employer. Yeah. That's a difference. Yeah. You, you know don't what I'm know. Saying? You don't know how this works. It's a di- we're, we're talking two different things here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I was just like, damn, I hate to see it. It's like... I hate to see the infighting Mm. because I think that there could have been, I think like my grandma always taught me and my mom always taught me like, if you ain't got nothing I say, you shut the hell up. So (laughs) I feel like, and I feel like it was one of those opportunities like for Charlemagne just to be like, if you, if you know you're not going to work like my thing is all that aside, a win for Joe Budden is a win for us all. And I think that's how we have as creators, as, as, as owners of the culture, Mm. We have to we have to see that for what it is. If he's successful with this deal, it would create opportunities. I don't think it's you'll just go like back a though. legal. Co- it's like a legal case, right? Like we need to be able mm. to establish pre- precedence. Yeah. Once you have that, then we have some we have some leverage to work with. I feel like I feel like the he, that deal, whatever Spotify come to them with now, is, yeah, it's, it's, it's gone. It's gone. It's been someone's dead. gonna take them on. Yeah. Somebody. There's probably already talks going yeah. on that we don't know about I'm until because sure. all yeah. NDAs and stuff that have been yeah. signed. Yeah. But whoever makes the deal that you're refer- referring to now, yeah. valuing Joe Budden's podcast, Spotify is going to have to l- like look at themselves like we're idiots for this. Because whoever's going to give them that afterwards, yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to skyrocket them because yeah. right now they're already hot. Exactly. And there's controversy around them and Spotify. Yeah. They'll leave. Everyone will go, where's next? And all of a sudden, let's say it's Tidal. We're on Tidal now. Yeah. Boom. Everyone's going to go, whoa, Tidal. Yeah. yeah. But I think I heard, or maybe I saw something about there were talks with Revolt or something like that. I don't I think know. Yeah. If, if they go to Revolt as well. Yeah. But cool. I don't think it matters. And I think that's what Spotify fucked up. Yeah. Like Spotify didn't make Joe Budden's podcast hot. Nah, they Joe and the, Joe t- and the chemistry. Yeah. 
is hot. So it don't matter where they're at. Mm. And I think I think that's I think corporations make that mistake all the time. Yeah. I find that they make that. I think that that's a common misstep sometimes is that sometimes they lose sight of what helped them be. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you need the muscle behind the machine in order to drive things to certain things, but you still need the magic you still need. The creative is where it's at. Yeah. You can't you can't interchange it. Like there will never be another Joe Button podcast. Like nobody can come. Like even with uh with Complex, like you know when Complex yeah. lost Joe Button or whatever. That was that was crazy. Stupid. That was crazy. And nobody watches that show. <laughs> I'm sure it's still doing numbers, but I I even went to study it because I look at things like this. Yeah. So after Joe Button, I just went to YouTube to check the YouTube numbers for when Joe Button was on. The complex show versus him not being on it. And I'm talking drastic differences. Hmm. And I'm sure the the TV people will tell you like, oh, no, it's still doing. Nah, it's not. Because what I can visually see is that it's not. Of course you know it's what not. I'm saying? If they're lying like that, uh, then more not. fool them. And it's like, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm just like, I'm rooting for Joe Budden. I think what he's doing is very important for the culture. And it's like, Whatever we can do to support him, I think it's just important for us to do because this is always how it this is always how it has always been. One goes in, you know, knocks on the door, someone cracks the door, someone pushes the door open, yeah, someone knocks the door off, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. someone breaks, you know what I'm saying? Like we need this is how we move forward. Hmm. And I think it's I I thought it was revolutionary for him to have the conversation in plenum. Like, let's just openly discuss what the hell is really going on right now. That was let's good. talk about it. That was good. That was, yeah. like a, that was like the length of what we've done so far is like an hour and 26. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What he did was that just about Spotify. Yeah. That was like, and it amazing. was like, and it was it there, there was just passion mm. But there was intelligence there. There was intellect there. There was well thought out. It was like, no, I know what the hell is going on. And I thought it was also nice that he recognized that. Because I think so many times, you know, so so often people try to make you feel like they are responsible for your greatness. I've I've seen that happen in my career. And he was many just not buying well. and it. It's, just, it's horrible when I And he was just that. like, no, fuck y'all. Yeah. I'm it. Yeah. And shout out to him for feeling like that. Shout out to you. You know what I'm saying? You should, look. Cause we, we, we not denying that he is it. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about the, uh, even when he's wrong, he's still it. You know, even with the shit with the Migos. That was funny. Hilarious. (laughs) Epic. Uh -uh. I mean, we talking big numbers here. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, let's not, let's not, let's not, let's not become disconnected for what the corporations are actually invested in, right? They mm-hmm. need an audience because then they can sell that for ad. That's it. The so numbers is a good thing. Joe Budden will get your ass some numbers. So someone needs to crunch their numbers and get Joe Budden. That's what you're saying. Though. Pretty much. Pretty much. So I'm rooting for Joe Budden. I want to put as much positive energy out there towards him um, because I think it's just important. And I think, I think, Ownership, right? And then he didn't sell it. And I think we have such a history of black people like growing things and then selling them off. You know what I'm saying? They'll take their quick check and run. Yeah. And he's like, no, I want to maintain ownership of 
what is authentically me. And I just like, you know what? We need to support that. I won't get into right and wrong. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's just important for the culture. Look at the passion in your face. I I love love it. it. I love that. Oh my God. You know what I'm saying? You got like a gleam right now in your eyes. It's like, (laughs) it's like, Because because it's like, we're watching history happen. We might not even know it. Very true. You know what I'm saying? I like, didn't deep it like that actually. When because ten years time, people will look back and say, "Do you remember when Joe cut the deal yeah. and he opened the doors for?" Or, and we hope so. We yeah. hope we hope that people remember to look back in ten years and mm. and say that yo, it was Joe Burton who started to open these doors, who started to have these. Actually, it was Monique who really started to be like, "Yo, some of these corporations are not valuing black creators." Yeah. And I think even um, Instagram influencers, you know, that's a big thing right now, right? Yeah. Like the whole influencer game. Like they talk about how like white influencers get so much. Yeah, we don't get. Yeah. Yeah, you don't I get. I say we, I'm not an influencer, but I have, I've been, yeah. I had paid for doing influence yeah. things, but you know I get what you're saying. And it yeah. is like, why not? Because at the end of the day, like we, we are the holders of the culture. Let's not. And it's like, they don't want to give us the credit for that. I remember I watched this funny, super funny, um, thing on Instagram where this young girl was trying to explain the history of like chopped and screwed music, but she called it slowed and reverbed and she was giving credit to some white DJ. And it's like, girl, do you know, stop. What? Uh, do you know that chopped and screw uh, like screw music <laughs> came out before your ass was born? But here's the thing. If we don't say, if we don't stop stuff like that from happening and guess what happens, that becomes the history. Yeah, I remember we had a conversation the other day, right? Go on. And you were saying to me, like I said something and I was like, well, I didn't hear about it. So it didn't, <laughs> it didn't penetrate. Right. Yeah. And I thought about that because you were like, so you mean you, you, was, you was giving me a hard time, but she was like, so, you know, Basically, like your ego is telling you that, like, if it didn't reach you, it wasn't hot. And I'm like, well, look, history has always been told from the eye of the beholder. Yeah. So in my perspective, what makes from from my point of view, like what makes my perspective on it less valid than someone else? I just didn't have the platform. If I say it wasn't hot, it wasn't hot. Right. It's going if I if I say it's not hot, it's going to always not be hot until someone comes with evidence supporting was, the contrary. I was talking about The Revenant for reference, ladies and gentlemen, the film that won Leonardo DiCaprio and Oscar. You were and not. No, you were not. We were not specifically talking about The Revenant. We were talking about <laughs> a list of movies. And British actors. That that had British actors in them yeah. that I just didn't know. And The Revenant wasn't one of them. It was a whole list of other things. Wait, hold on. Es- essence. I'm going to need your help on this one. Just And you can help your sister even if you want, right? Just, you just give me a thumbs up or thumbs down if you've heard of any of these people that I say to you. Yeah? Okay, yeah. Go yeah? ahead. And you Go can't ahead. look at your sister's face. You just give no. me a thumbs up or thumbs down. All right. Tom Hardy. You've never heard of Tom Hardy. Go ahead. C- continue. Because you know Essence does. No, go ahead. Okay, all right, all right. No, yeah. Who else Who else was on that list? Actually, I can get you the named, list up right um, now. Um, there was somebody, somebody Oldman, some Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yeah, I know Gary Oldman. There you go. She okay. didn't know who Gary Oldman was. I didn't was. know who Gary Oldman was. Be honest, is that not a big time who, actor? What, what, some, name something he's been in. He's been in a couple of TV shows. Gary Oldman. Yeah. TV shows. I thought he was a movie actor. He is a movie actor, and he's done TV shows as well. Exactly, but he did it back in like in the eighties. Yeah, and it, have okay. you seen Have you seen Leon? There's one of the most iconic scenes in Leon when a guy goes, "Bring me everyone." The guy tries to talk, and he cuts and goes, "Everyone." You know those like movie quotes, like top one hundred of all time. That's one of them. You know that movie, Leon. Have you seen The Dark Knight? 
And Everybody Batman begins. That doesn't count. Everyone he's in, he's Commissioner Gordon. But he wasn't He wasn't one of the top, one of the top he characters. He was Commissioner Gordon. Look, you got to be into that to know that kind of stuff. All right. Christian Bale. Everybody knows that. That's not a good one. That was not. Now he's going to name these people. that. Last night he was naming all kinds of people. I've got the same list in front of me. Yeah? Go ahead. Okay. Obviously Idris, we know. Okay. And then there's Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay. That's never heard of Benedict Cumberbatch. So Doctor Strange? Yes. He played Doctor Strange. Yeah, he's British. Ready to come back. Yeah. yeah? Um, I said Tom Hardy already. Um, Hugh Laurie. Yeah. House. The TV program House. We know the TV House. You know, we know the show the House. Main, the main actor is Hugh Laurie. Yeah. We didn't know his name. Okay. We know the show. No worries. What about Chiwetel Ejiofor? 12 Years a Slave, main character. Have you seen 12 Years a Slave? You not seen 12 Years a Slave? Mm-mm. Okay, fair enough. I'm over watching slave movies. Oh, amen. All right, no, I, I hear that. Yeah. I can imagine there's loads, there's loads that go straight to DVD in, in America not that we don't that. even get to see. Yeah. So I can imagine you're sick and tired of it. Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis. Right, heard the name. Oh my God. Put a face. Right, you can't put a face in a show. I'm trying Ga- to tell you. Gangs of New York. Look, let me Lincoln. explain. Lincoln. Um, look, look, okay, look, look, look. Let me explain this to you. I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't, um, I really want to introduce into UK actors until I started actually living across the seas. And I started okay. with Netflix. Okay, so, okay, that, okay. And I was like, oh, okay. But oh my we God. Don't, we don't even know. Right. See, the thing is, like, you got to understand, like, where we from, we don't get into, like, we get into black films. Right. Okay. Like, we get into black films. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We don't get into certain films like that. And then also, too, we not men. So, so a lot of superhero gang, you know, all that white gang shit, we don't watch that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. The you Avengers, know. yeah. I There's mean, loads yeah. of Avengers that yeah, are but I can't name, I can barely name any of the actors. Okay. All right. We're going to you who can't name the actors then. Yeah. All right. I can go with black British one. Now, this is the conversation we had as well. But don't about, go with black British ones. Like, but we, we were talking I mean, about. Th- that I kind of do know. That we were talking about black British actors that go to America and take a lot of the American roles as well. Don't put a lot on it. They take some of them. Okay. They take some roles. Some and of I them. Say, I don't want to say take. I don't even want to say Not take. take. They earn it because they, they audition yeah. and, they, and they get the roles, right? Yeah, 100%. But like, well, you've seen Queen and Slim, mm-hmm. right? Both the main actors are British. Yeah. Right? And I remember when but, that happened. Okay, let me ask your opinion on this because I do want to get your opinion. So, you seen Queen and Slim? Yes, I've seen Queen. Okay. So, the thing is, right? Um, I think, and we had this discussion um, two is that I think that it made sense to have. No, sense. No, I'm um, pointing to the mic. She I'm vo- the chair. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought she was walking away like I sent her away. Um, so <laughs> for me, it made sense to. It made sense that they casted two British actors yes. to play that role because I feel like there is a certain. Um, there was a certain level of like vulner- vulnerability that those two characters had to show. Okay. Um, that I don't know that you would get. As easily from an American actor. I remember you saying, um, I remember you saying that um, when we had the conversation and you were saying that with the, with the, the nuances that, sorry, that there's like a between bit of, of expression when it comes to delivering some of the roles um, that are written for black American, let's say truths. So um, Queen and Slim. Yeah, an American, a black American, you said, may not be able to deliver it with some of the 
the oh, you were you were describing it as if it was. Help me out here because yeah. right, I'm trying to remember this. You were saying that yeah, like you were saying that when it was when it comes to an American actor, a black American actor playing those roles, there's a, a lot of them that may appear in the role where yeah. someone who's who might be black British. You know what it is. Go on. So basically, my thoughts, also just my thoughts, because I don't know. But okay. my thoughts okay. are that I feel like um, black Brits have a certain experience, a certain amount of freedom. Uh living in the UK that Americans don't okay. experience. Um once again, just my thoughts. No, go ahead. That's fine. Uh so I think there's just a like there's a level of freedom that you guys have that we just don't understand. Okay. And I didn't understand until I moved here. Like I remember moving here um and not even just London specifically, but like even when I got to Copenhagen, I mm. remember getting to Copenhagen and feeling like, oh, there was a weight off my shoulders. Okay. Like there's like this burden that you carry around. Not even just a burden, but it's just like I think there's a real, I mean there's just a real amount of like fear that we walk around with every day in real life. Yeah. I remember that's what it was. It was and a lot of that would get portrayed in the role or just in your in your natural like like so we know, right? So we know that like how people how actors are is like there's a script a writer writes a script yeah. right and it's it, it's either there's some spectrum of how well described or how many notes that actor will get on how to actually be um welcome to the podcast essence yeah <laughs> um there are a certain amount you know there are a spectrum of notes those actors will get okay to portray certain characters right okay um and so i think that a British person is just able to kind of bring a certain amount of like, like I said, just a certain amount of vulnerability, vulnerability um, to a role that, that uh, maybe a black American actor just doesn't. So when, okay. So do you remember when Samuel Jackson had a problem with that and he was expressing? I don't remember specifically. I'll tell you, I'll tell you now. Cause he, yeah. this is what kicked, this is what awoken me to this, right? Yeah is that he was expressing how he had a problem with a lot of the British actors taking. Are you going to play what he said? I'm not going to play what he said, but I will, I'll be able to read out the quotes for you. Right. Okay. Cause I didn't even plan to play this clip here, yeah. but I'll read out the quotes to you. Um, yeah. I would love British to hear that. Black actors. I'm getting this right up right now. Chris, here we go. This was 2017 and he went for, it was mainly Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. Which is not a good, uh, don't, because Daniel is a beast of an actor. He's a great And he's actor. a friend, so I'm not going to yeah. be happy that you go for him. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson has criticized the casting of black British actors in roles about American race relations. Yeah. In an interview with New York radio station Hot 97, um, he, was t- he was talking about, oh, go on. But I was going to say, I kind of do get it. Okay. Because... But I haven't heard what he's going to say. I'm going to interest to be say, but I would say like in terms of like hiring um, black British actors to play American race relations. Like if that was what you just read. Right? Yeah, it's specifically you about, yeah. that. Um, and I do understand that because I think you have to you have to live it and experience it. And that's why I say like Queen of Slim. It was a great movie. I thought it was art. OK. I thought it was art on film. Like it, it was probably one of the best movies I've seen. Okay. Um, but those characters were fucking unrealistic. 
they were unrealistic <laughs> black people killing black killing the cops and then no not even just kill, not even no take that aside just yeah. how they interacted with each other like you know what I'm saying it was unrealistic okay um but it was needed you know what I'm saying like there were just there was a certain amount of just like like even the softness that um queen had to mm. like her voice and her ways and you know what I'm saying mm. like even 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 like her attempts to portray sassiness in the very beginning of it was being, just unrealistic it was unrealistic as shit okay <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> that's not how you know what I'm saying Sat, you know that's not how we're like our sass is is, is a lot more than, it's different yeah you know what I'm saying like her sass wasn't believable but the movie wasn't really about that like I understood watching it in the beginning that that was just setting a scene okay um to tell this story that I that needed to be told um and in a lot of ways in a lot of ways, right? Even though they were the two main characters in that film, they were also kind of like, a lot of the scenes weren't really about them. Mm-hmm. A lot of the scenes that they were, you know what I'm saying? A lot of it really yeah, yeah. wasn't about them. It I was like, and so that's why I say like, it the the choice, the choice um, for actors that they chose made sense to me. Okay. In order for those underlying stories. Okay, but then, so he, his thing, mm-hmm. the first one he spoke about mainly was Get Out. Yeah. I, I, which is a great film. Great movie. I don't see as much. All right. So two things to note in my eyes. One, Get Out is about race relations to a degree, but it is a wildly fantasy film. It's like putting your brain into someone else's and stuff in terms of just the context of how that is. Yeah, it might, it might happen. We might believe that there are ways that this happened, but just how the film portrayed it. Okay. But just how the film portrayed it was very, it was very kind of horror fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah how it was delivered it was there was there was not the the science behind it developing over years and what we might be seeing happening now when you're talking about testing earlier on etc the film was like just the just not even the physical transplanting of brains brains but the but the social transplanting of cultures okay so we could talk about okay but the the film went deeper than that though but i think it alluded to that that was what i that's oh yeah yeah, that's what i was that's what i think it alluded to it so you could go all right we can see where you're getting your influence from i think i don't know Okay. But I think that like I think that Jordan Peele had to make it make sense. Like he told a real story. This is really happening all over the fucking world. I, yes. Uh, all over the world, you will see an embodiment. I will call I won't even call it black culture. I'll say I'll call no, I'll call it black culture. Okay. And this is thing, right? You can you can you can do it like you can find it on the internet now where like people on the internet want to like pick up you know there's this thing called aave yeah yeah. african-american vernacular english or whatever right there's this thing where like people on the internet want to pick up some of our colloquialisms yeah i've seen um and it's like why why like for example like we say chow yeah that's the thing right Woo, chow girl chow yeah like we say all but it's just who you know it's just how we talk. And now people want to take that and imitate that. You have girls right now on Instagram that are tanning themselves and filtering themselves so that they look black. I Yeah, of course. There's so a whole I, thing about that. But it's been that. happening. Yeah. So I think Jordan Peele, all I think he did was that he took something that was really happening and he made it. Yeah. He gave it a horror context. And to make the horror, horror um, film make sense, it was like, okay, no, we're going to, you know what I'm saying? I agree with that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, Anybody that without that 
couldn't watch the film and take what he portrayed literally and say, okay. that is what is happening. Yeah, he, of he contextualized not. what is happening into yeah. a horror film. And it, it, was, it was genius. It was genius what he did, even down to the little things like when she had her cereal and the milk was separate. Yeah. Little things like that, little nuances, yeah. right? It is a film that is heavily based on uh, race because it is of a black man who's gone to a neighborhood of white people that would like to take his body and put the white mind within it so the white mind could live longer. Right. That was the basic of the film. I think the lead may come out. I don't know. Check the lead. Yeah, it's cool. Sorry. Yeah. So basically, he that was the context. Yeah. Yeah. It was about race because it was the difference between him and them and what he, they could integrate and so on. Yeah. But yet he's a British person. Yeah. He's a British black guy who's played this role. Yeah. That's one degree of me going, well, it's possible that you can have us out there in these race roles that Samuel's like, no, get one of us to do. Yeah. The second thing is, even though slavery in America, in terms of your descendant is descendants, it's a lot more direct to you. Slave trade, one initially started in Europe, yeah. Sp Spain. Yeah. And then started going around that way. Mm -hmm. It has had its effect on us. Might be different to how it has been in America. And when you say us, do you say it as a British person or as a person of Caribbean descent? Um, I can say both. Two different influences. Okay. Caribbean descent, because I mean, I was take my, not me, my ancestors were taken from Africa right. to the Caribbean. To the Caribbean. And then in terms of British culture, there were slaves that were brought over here. So the society yeah. in the 1700s that would have had slaves, yeah. but would tell you that we were only welcome over here in the 50s, but they had slaves. Back then, the ideologies and the that, that, British people that have back then have passed down through that down the line. Yeah. You're still seeing echoes of the beliefs of what it means to be black in the United Kingdom mm -hmm. based upon one, the views they've had from when they had slaves in minimal numbers in the 1700s and also the worldwide or European, let's say view of black people during the slave trade in the 60, in the 1600s. Mm -hmm. It definitely has had an effect here. We're seeing now as a society in a very different way, but the, the sorry, the, the, I gotta put this, the intention is there, but it's expressed differently. The, of how black people are supposedly treated or see, no, sorry, seen um, in Britain, the same way that you have people in, how, uh, in America when they're black and how they're seen out there, mm -hmm. how they're treated is different yeah. because over here, no, sorry, in America, you're seeing them be killed on screen. You're seeing them, um, police just literally, pulling out their gun, shooting over a, over a traffic stop. And it's horrendous. We don't see it as, as aggressive here. It's a lot more underlying and insidious where our racism shows up in our financial system, in our education system, in, is that my, in HR, yeah. where we're, we're already, we're like similar to over in America, yeah. we're already born into the idea of you're black, you come from this poverty straight for you. But can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Um, do you feel like the injustices that black people face here, um, do you feel like people of like Indian de descent face the same injustices or like people of Asian, not Asian cause Indian, but you know, people yeah. of Chinese descent. I, the reason I say no, I'm just asking cause I don't know. Okay. I'm curious. The reason my answer is no. And the reason I say no, 
where I'm all right, so where black people come from is is originally Africa. Yeah. The world comes from. Yeah. But when but if you're looking at just now where people when they look at you and say you're black, so they're gonna go straight away, you're from Africa. Yeah. Someone who's from China is from Asia. Whatever they whatever um infrastructure they've had in Asia yeah. has not allowed others to come into Asia and rape gotcha. Asia. Okay. Whereas in Africa, they've raped our resources, yeah. our people, um, anything that's made the country wealthy and then brought it back to, sorry, the continent wealthy and brought it back to their countries. Yeah. When you leave Asia, whatever it be, whether you're Chinese, Indian, wherever you, when you leave there and go somewhere else, you go with not only the infrastructure, um, the, the idea of infrastructure that you had from the, the continent you came from, your, your legacy that, or sorry, not your legacy. What is legacy of your family gets passed down to you. You've come over to another country with that. Mm-hmm. You're able to set up a business in America or in the Caribbean or in Africa or in England with the credit that your family has developed in a country that never had their infrastructure completely raped by Western world. Okay. So you can come over to you can come over to, um, as a Ch- as a Chinese man, you can come over to the Caribbean or to Africa yeah. and get a loan based on your history back in China yeah. that allows you to set up business and then have more people from where you are fly over and be able to work within the business you've set up. Yeah. Me being taken from somewhere yeah. or my ancestors being taken from somewhere and then not having five, six generations of wealth or credit or a family infrastructure that has allowed me to develop. Let's let's go with America, for example. Mm-hmm. America, the slaves are freed 1800s, right? Mm-hmm. But many parts 1865, of 1865, many parts of America did not allow black people civil rights until the 60s. Right. You could argue today that we still don't have civil rights. Well, I can argue that. I'm talking legal legislation, right? On what it says yeah, on paper. Yeah. Right, we know this not actually in action, but yeah. on paper, that means in terms of building what is supposedly a fair um, legacy for your family is only as far back as maybe your grandparents or even yeah. your parents. I mean, the sixties is when um, a lot of the southern states kind of signed off to say you have civil rights. My mum was born before that, right? So if you can imagine, there's only as far back as let's say my mum's generation that has been allowed to accumulate wealth on a so-called fair ground, even though it's still not fair. Yeah. How is it that you can look at my, how is it you can look at me wanting to develop a business and look at my credit and, or, and go, you, you, you come from a family of wealth or you come from a family with a good credit history beyond just you. And then you, you wouldn't because there isn't that. Someone in, in India can go back five, six, seven generations and still have that. Yeah. But what I'm asking is like, if you're, once you migrate here yeah, and you're a person of color, mm-hmm. whether that's black Caribbean, black African, Southeast Asian, whatever, yeah. right? Um, do you feel like they have the, do you feel like you guys have similar challenges when it comes to the systematic um racism that exists or do you feel like it's specifically targeted towards black people because i think i think the challenges are different okay because i feel like what i observe outside looking in is very very diverse um yeah like even like um i spoke to a vietnamese guy and he was saying that like in a neighborhood like basically you have a class system here more so you have a race system 
Yeah. That was his yeah, in, yeah. that was his input on it. Whereas in That's the US, you know, right. Kanye told us, you know what I'm saying? Even in the bins, you're still a nigga in the coop. And that's a real thing. You know what I'm saying? So I would say that like race um, will supersede class a lot of times in terms of prejudice. <laughs> like you can yeah. be, you can be driving, you can be wealthy and and black and still, uh, you know, experience. Racism. Like you, you are know. like anyone who is black. Oprah. Right. Oprah. She has so Oprah. many stories, right? Exactly. All the, all the celebrities. She's one too. of the richest people on this yeah. planet and yet couldn't go yeah. into a shop with them thinking she could I mean, afford a bag. Yeah. Cardi B just posted the other day. Her sister had an experience where she ran into um, a Trump supporter and they mm. tried to run her off the beach. And I was kind of, you know what I'm saying? It's a famous, you know, person. Her, it was her sister or whatever. But mm. I'm just saying like, um, I'm, I'm just curious to it know happens. if people of color, like if there's Definitely. some unity here. Um, it, it in terms here. of like the oppression base. All right. So if I'm driving a nice car, yeah. my car is a nice car. It's, 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 it's decent. It's yeah. it, not, nah, I mean, a police officer could see my car or if I even had a better car than what I had, let's say I had a, a really kitted out Mercedes Benz or, yeah. or, or a Porsche or something. Yeah. Police are going to look at me, even our own people sometimes yeah. because of just how conditioned we are to believe it here. Yeah. We're breaking that condition, but we'll look at me and go, he he's got a nice car. Something. He's where's he get his money from? I bet he's a street pharmacist. But like, if a darker eight, if a darker the Indian eight person wouldn't be a problem, wouldn't they would, be a problem. Would not be a problem. They would assume that he is a doctor, a dentist. Okay. He's he's got family money. Okay, uh, but they don't think that about us. Mm. Like when he, like remember I said earlier on in the podcast that for me to even see a black doctor would be like whoa when I was younger. Yeah, a black dentist. Whoa. Yeah. It's, it's not a regular thing here. Whereas you, it's quite regular that Mr. Singh may have a, a dental practice of his own. Got it. So yeah, they're going to look at us. They'll look at black people here and go, how has he got his money? To a degree, there are some of us that do that ourselves. Mm. That when Back to what I was saying about when we come over here. The reason a lot of Caribbeans came over here was because after the war, yeah. England needed help yeah. setting up. So what did England do is reach out to its Commonwealth and yeah. go, give us help. And who answered was the Caribbean. So yeah. we came over on the Windrush generation yeah. to help fix England. Yeah. Whereas many people from Asia didn't come here to help fix England. They came here to set up shop. Got it. So a lot of them will look and say, well, how is it you're making money? We flew you over here, sorry, shipped you over here to be nurses, to be, to be cleaners, to help mm -hmm. to get into construction, mm -hmm. to maybe drive Miss Daisy. But we didn't yeah. get you here to set up businesses. Got it. So when Asians came over here, corner shops, takeaways, British food is not British. <laughs> like uh, if you, if when people, we have football songs. I got a whole joke about this. We have a football song, mm -hmm. right? Which is one of our loud football or soccer rather. Cause I know yeah. where you're from. Yeah, one of our loud soccer songs, right? We travel. We know the difference. Okay. I'm just double check. <laughs> I just want to be clear. You know what I'm saying? Us, uh, one of our songs that we have to represent England is a song called Vindaloo. Vindaloo is an Indian curry dish, <laughs> a very hot one. Yeah. That's our thing. Like, yeah, we, we, we almost, we almost take culture from other places yeah. in, as a British person, not as a black person, take culture from other places, put it in this country and then say it's ours. Yeah. Like to go for a, a, a cheeky, a, a, after when you're drunk up, sorry, after you finish a club night and you're a bit drunk, food that you might go for is an, a cheeky curry or a, or a dirty kebab. Yeah. They're not English foods. Yeah. But that's how it is here because there's so many shops that set up that way yeah. from those countries that came over here. That's why for us, it's a bit harder to believe you drive a nice car because you've got a great business. Yeah. Even though I would, I'm okay with believing it because I've got many friends that drive really nice cars because they've set yeah. up their businesses. But 
in terms of society, they would look at us and go, why is that black guy in a Porsche? As opposed to why is that, that Asian brother in a Porsche? They're not going to do that. Got you. Question. Go ahead. Is there such thing as like a black British culture that is not in, that is not separated into either African or Caribbean? Like what is black British culture? Is that a thing? We had this conversation once and you know what? Yeah. Our coach, we have a black British. I think it's going to take another two generations before we have a truly black British culture that doesn't really hold on to the diaspora where it's yeah. from. I'm, I'm black. My direct parents, mm-hmm. Caribbean. Yeah. So I'm first generation British, yeah. right? My father is born, raised in Jamaica, come over here, still has his accent. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. There are many of my friends who, their parents born and raised in Ghana, Nigeria, Uganda. Some of them born and raised in Uganda right. and come over here. Yeah. So though they may be British now or yeah. in Britain for a long enough time to be part of the British culture, they still have a lot of their un- their rooting, their understandings, their the the way they the the foods they eat, the dialects they use, the the way they express themselves. A lot of the things that have been taught to them in yeah. home has been directly from yeah. wherever. So they still attach their identity to where they come from. Yeah. So I think it's harder to create a Brit a black British culture, which is British and black, if you still hold on to where you come from a lot deeper. Yeah. That's why you see a lot of people either say I'm Caribbean or I'm I'm African, but they won't go, I'm black British. Yeah. And, and I think it's gonna take a few generations, yeah. not to forget where you come from, but to appreciate that your parents, your grandparents were from here yeah. to go, this is my culture here. Yeah, but like I think I think even aside from that, like what are the commonalities um, that all like, is there, is there a single thing that is common amongst all black Brits, regardless of whether they, so for example, like certain slang that only black British people use or certain foods that only black or um, for example, like even like, so for music, like grind, right. mm Would you say that's like black British music? See, these are the, yeah, definitely. These are the early ones. But is it like, is it always like, are the artists both of African and Caribbean descent? They started, but because the difference with what happened with grime and let's say hip hop. Yeah. Hip hop had for many years, predominantly, if not all a black audience for from, from its inception to even five, 10, 15 years down the line. Let's go 15 years, right? Mm-hmm. So late seventies, I would say is kind of the birth of, of hip hop on the street. Maybe the eighties. I'm not sure. Okay. How, where would that. you say? I would say probably you're right. I would say late eighties, early, late, not, not late eighties, late seventies, early eighties. Okay. You got to figure out when the uh, bridge came out. Okay. Okay, cool. So let's say for five, 10 years, could you say that 95% of that audience or the rappers itself were black? 100%. Whereas here, by the time you get to three years in or two years in grime music, Mm -hmm. even UK Garage, when it first started 25 years ago, you've already got white grime artists. You've already got Mm. white audience 
So it, it, it didn't stay black very Damn, long. I don't get to have shit. <laughs> we, don't, we don't. It didn't stay black very long. Because but I think that's cool, though. They, I do. That's what people, I like about it here. Is that everybody just, appreciates it's it. It's just super diverse. Like, ain't yeah. nobody hating on each other for real. Mm. Like, it's just like, y'all, it's like New York. Everybody equally hate each other and everybody equally love each other. Like, you could argue <laughs> that racism, you could argue that racism doesn't exist. And I mean... Right I'm here. not going to say that. No, no, no. Um, in certain parts of New York. Okay. Like there's not, it's, everybody's racist against everybody. Yeah, yeah. So but everybody when, when everyone, everybody at the same time. When everyone's racist, no one is. It's exactly. almost it's almost that thing. Yeah. When everyone's special, no one's yeah, special kind exactly. of thing. So we, imagine a year, two years down the line, you've got white grime artists. You've got Asian. You've got like yeah, different okay. type, Indian, Chinese. You've got so many yeah. DJs and so on. They're, they're, some of the biggest DJs from Garage and Grime are not black. Mm. So you're looking at the 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 almost the the culture of it not being built fundamentally on black people. It's I wonder if this is a utopia of senses, like a sense, like it would be if everybody was seen equally. Because, but maybe that's coming. It maybe it takes a while, but right now it's still we look. We could say that about the states. There's part of the states where you would still say, like you said in New York. Yeah. But I guarantee you. Everybody, when when the police pull up and they're arresting a black guy yeah. in New York, there's still everybody's heart beating going, is this going to be another one? Yeah, 100%. Whereas here, that we still have that too. Yeah. Where it may not be that we, it may not be that we, it, the reason why I don't think we're, we're killed as quickly as those in America, which is a sad thing to say, yeah. is that the only reason is our police officers are not armed. Yeah. But they, but if they were, are they equally as aggressive with like, I, I think, I think, I think again, we pay attention to what's going on over there mm. and our police officers are piss takers definitely at times, mm. but what they will <laughs> do is they will, they will push the line and be, and be mouthy. Mm. But in terms of dragging you out of the car with no care, yeah. they're in their mind is they're thinking about me, them getting in trouble. Yeah. Because they look like what what's happening in America could happen over here. They don't want that. Yeah. The one time it happened where police took out a guy um, that was Mark Duggan. Yeah. Started the London riots. Yeah. Right. I remember that there was. I, think like I read a, about that. Oh, it was crazy. You. It looked like it looked. It was 2011, and it looked like the world was. It, it looked like everything. It looked like London was on fire. Yeah. Where it was only parts of London, but it was, it started in North London. Yeah. And I remember one time I'm driving and I see, I counted them, 14 police vans driving somewhere. And the only, only th- it was like this, it was like August, 14 police vans. And all I can think of is someone else's, they're kicking off somewhere else. Yeah. Because some, it was like Mark Duggan got shot mm-hmm. and it didn't need to happen. Mm-hmm. He got portrayed in the news negatively. Mm-hmm. And that day that he got shot, everybody kicked off. Yeah. Like they were kicking down shops. They were like like gasoline bombs and stuff just thrown through windows and so on. Cars get set on fire. Then all of a sudden South London were like, we're frustrated too. Yeah. We're we're annoyed. Yeah. We're going to kick off down here. Then you saw parts of, yeah. So parts of East London and all of a sudden police are getting stretched everywhere around London. Yeah. Where I lived it, I mean, the the most that happened, a bin got kicked over. (laughs) Where you live? I live in Harrow. 
What's Har- that? Harrow is... Is that north, east, south or west? That's uh, just outside of northwest London. Okay. So it was... Like people were trying to kick off their own rights in different areas. It went yeah. to Birmingham. It, it went off as well. It was called the London rights because that's where it was, but it did spread to different parts of the UK yeah. where they were just kicking off. People would hold a, hold a protest and then in the evening, everyone knew we're going to kick off. Yeah. We're going to steal some stuff. They were robbing JD Sports for, for, for sneakers. Wow. Oh man. All, all left, all left foot though. Cause yeah. you know, you couldn't match the right foot if they were in the back room. They were just kicking down the windows <laughs> and just taking, just, I mean, you couldn't, like it was all left foots they had and yeah. stuff and TVs. And then some stupid people would take pictures of what they stole and put it on their Instagram page. And I thought, you, oh, you you're a prick. What a dick. You fool. But that, it was, it was massive when that happened. And I think because of just how we reacted then, nobody wants to see that happen again. Yeah. Whereas in, I feel like in the, in the United States, because it almost feels like you've got members of the, of these, these hate groups like the KKK or whoever else have infiltrated levels of the, of the police. It feels like many of them went to become a police so they can stretch that muscle of yeah. wanting to hate and then just take out us so it's almost like, you, like when you saw the guy who was kneeling on George Floyd's neck and you're thinking anyone would know to stop unless there's a part of you that's like, I really want to do some damage. I think, I think, <laughs> I think. Go ahead. Um, why, why I say, why I see the positive in London is um, when you all kind of grow up together, you yeah. all accept at least the basic, uh, the basic understanding that we're at least all human. Yeah, I agree. I think that when you grow up separate from one another, um, and then also we have to remember that um, the U.S. has a history of not even seeing black people as whole people. Yeah, the three fifths compromise is a real thing. Where for everyone, every one, uh, every black man was counted as three fifths of a person. Um, so that's why I say, that's why I said today that like, um, I think you could argue that we are still fighting for civil rights because I think what we've always been fighting for is just to be seen as fucking human. Yeah. And so when you see the guy kneeling on George Floyd's neck, everyone else in the world gets that, like, this is still a person, but he was like, "Mm, he's just like disassociated. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like a us versus them type of thing. Like you're not, you're not human enough to deserve just common fucking decency. And I think that's what we're fighting for now. And I think, I think the fight has taken on many faces, right. As we we've, we've progressed in certain areas. Right. So a lot of times it's about legislation and the, in the yeah. early civil rights movement, it's about the changes in legislation. Um, now it's about just the change in fucking human interaction, mm. how we socially interact with each other. And so I think that like, what we need in the States is something of kind of what you guys have here, which is just like a bringing together. Like I, I definitely grew up appreciating having black infrastructure. Um, so I grew, I grew up appreciating having a black dentist and a black, um, you know, doctor and things of that nature. Um, but I think where the world is today, um, communities like my community now that I live in, I'm um, in London is very diverse. I would love to see the same thing happen in more areas of the U S I think if you look, if you look in the progressive progressive states in the U S the progressive areas of the U S they're very diverse. Mm. Communities are integrated. 
um, where you see the where you see the far right, very homogenous societies. Um, and I think if they just knew that we're all people, we all our basic needs and our basic desires are essentially the same. Yeah. Right. We all want to we all need food. We all need sleep. We all just want to have a good time and mind our own business at the end of the day. Mm. That's really what it is. And all black people are asking for in the States is just like, yo, just. Just let us live. That's literally it. I remember Michael Shea said that on stage. Yeah. He said black, he was talking about the LGBTQ community wanting equal rights. And yeah. then he said black people just wanted civil rights. Right. Civil. Can we just be civil? Right. Civil. That's all I want. That's we, all we want. Can you just can we yeah. be civil? Yeah. That's it. You know what's what's interesting too, right? Is like the argument sometimes that people have is like they feel like if they give us equal rights, that like somehow we'll turn and be like uber violent against white people. Which is insane when you think about it because even the black people that I know that hate white people mm. don't want to harm them. Yeah. They just want to be left the fuck alone. Do you remember? Um, That's it. Did you watch, um, you've seen American History X with um, Avery Brooks. And I've seen parts of it. Yeah, I haven't seen the whole thing. It's a bit hard to watch, it's, to be fair. Do you know what? I? One of my favorite films. Yeah. Because it, it showed um, a white fascist man yeah. go to prison and it was believable we know it's a story that's written yeah but it was so believable he was he obviously got went in there for killing a black man yeah um the curb scene mm-hmm. goes in there he after a while develops a relationship with a black guy in there because they're, they're helping folding sheets in prison mm-hmm. he starts to soften up to him he starts to see um he starts to challenge or dislike the other fascists that are in there mm-hmm. for being fascist, but not being true to their fascism. Because yeah. yeah. one's getting drugs from a Mexican and yeah. dealing it to other white. And he starts to challenge them saying, you, you guys are full of shit. Yeah. And the fact that they were challenged by him meant that he, he went, they, they, they went and raped him in the bathroom. Yeah. Still got a Nazi sign on him and everything, yeah. right? He comes out of that, after that and he was like I'm done with being but fascist isn't that and stuff insane. Right? it's crazy it's that your the own choice, but the choice of crime is right <sighs> sick horrid <laughs> horrid I don't even know go rape him this is that'll like, teach him this yeah we'll, you'll learn let's break it's, for them it's I, like breaking a breaking a horse <laughs> like a, to break to make us to get a stallion to be where you have yeah. to break him before he can reach full potential yeah. or to become what you want him to become and it's almost that mentality Afterwards, he's now worried more so that he's he's pissed them off, and he and the and the and the black people ain't gonna like him, mm-hmm. and they didn't like him, and they're looking at him every time like I can't stand this guy. Yeah, but not enough to go. I'm gonna do him something because exactly. you know what? Whatever. I'm used to you guys being this yeah. way. I don't like what you. Do. I don't like you because you, for some reason, don't yeah. like me. Yeah, but I'm not gonna go and attack you. Right. So he had a smooth ride after that. Worried about the black people wanted to do him something, but Isn't, actually they didn't do him. They didn't care. Like we're not even on it. We don't. We don't want. We don't. We don't. We want, literally just want to be left the hell. Alone. Thank you. Let us. Let us succeed without trying to either hinder like, our why progress. Why are you working against me? Don't thank Charlemagne you. me. <laughs> Shade. I should name the podcast that you know. This <laughs> nah. Hey, wait, hold on, hold on. Essence has been sitting here for a good half an hour. You know what's talk? What's what's on your mind? 
Hey, Essence. Hello. Hey. Can you hear me now? We can hear you now. <laughs> Just for context, Essence and Kia, sisters. Yes. Yes. Okay. Who's the older one, Essence? She's the older one. Okay. Is, 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 do you feel like she's your big sister still, or is she just like equal? Sometimes we have our moments. Okay, yeah, we do. Yeah. I agree to that. I like her since because she's not she she's let me know yeah yeah, but sometimes yeah, but I, it's my sister, so I'm not gonna say no more because I love her to death. <laughs> yeah, no, I think she's being real. Yeah, we'll be real. We real as hell. Not for real. There ain't no sugarcoating. It nah, is what it is. that's what it is. That's how many how relationship is? How many of you are there? Three. Three. Okay, boy or girl, the other person. Girl. So it's all girls. All girls. Oh man, that's it's a lot of estrogen in the house. <laughs> it was a lot of estrogen. We loved it. You loved it. Yeah, yeah. we did. Okay, so mom, mom and dad together. Or would you live with one or the other? Or they had periods. Okay. We we had a period with mom and dad for a while. Okay. And then, but we got different dads. We we a real black family. So I got a dad. And then, wow. I mean, <laughs> that's how you feel. Them stereotype, but we'll take it. We'll take it. It's real. No, nah, it's you real. Yeah. Um, I, I'm the oldest. I have a father, and then my two younger ones, her and our younger sister, have a separate father. Okay, fair. And enough. so they did. Like my mom got it right. They got married and did the thing, and da da da. And that fair was the enough. thing for a period until it went and did. With, Just you know. it happens. Yeah. We, yeah. Times Pages. change, etc., yeah. etc. Okay, because I'm going to say, if it, was all, if it was all women in the house. We had periods <sighs> where it was all women in the house. And I can imagine, like, there are times yeah. where, as a, so if, like, if it was a brother, a brother would just go, like, he just won't necessarily understand why you might be vexed. Yeah. And just go, I'm just going to go, I'm just, whatever, I'm going to go to the room. Or you yeah. might do that if he's acting up. Yeah. Right. But when you all know that, you're just acting up and I'm not having it because why? No, you know what it is? You know what it is? The thing is, is like we had a, we had, so it was my mom and then it was the the three children or whatever. Mm. Um, and so a lot of times, like if it was, it would be between me and the two, me and my two sisters, right? But okay. it's three of us. So there's a tiebreaker. So mm. if I'm tripping, they're going to let me know. Like if both of them come to me and say, you tripping, I know I'm on one. Okay. And it's the same vice versa. Fair enough. And then if our mama tripping, then we all agree. And we all agree as her, then we know like, okay, yeah, she, she on she one. On <laughs> okay. It's probably different with mom because it, you two of you can say to your sister, but it probably take all three of you to speak to the mom. Well, we don't, we don't let her know she on one. Oh, okay. We just all agree. Internally. Ah. Like collectively. Your mama on one today. Right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> That's cool. You know what I'm saying? That's cool. Yeah. Did you ever want a brother? It's kind of like you nah. put the uh, Batman sign out, just let it know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know one. Yeah. You know one. Watch out now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, oh. that's the sign. Yeah. I like that. Hold on. I'm going to do, I got one right here that could be perfect for you. Yeah. So literally just, on, just right. Oh, there you go. I don't know what's going on with that. She's on one. Yeah. So literally, when someone's driving home or they walk into the house, mm-hmm. you just have this sign here, just like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, they, and, they, and, what, and they go, huh? That's not clear. Yeah. Wait, it was no, a look. she's on one. Right, I right. It. I love that too. <laughs> she's on one. Yeah. Okay. But it, we, it was, it was like. <laughs> I like that. You know what it was? It was like. Uh, <laughs> it was never a dull moment in the household. It wasn't. And we, we had cues, we had signals. Sign language looks to let people know, like, all right. I need my moment. Leave me alone. Yeah. Okay. So. 
Right. Who's who's are you the middle or are you the youngest? I am the middle. So you're apparently supposed to be technically the the wild one, the problem. But really? It was, well, Malcolm in the Middle is based on that. The idea of the middle child yeah. being the troublesome one. Well, we'll let Shakir answer that question. Do you think I am the wild one? I wouldn't say. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't say the troublemaker. Okay. But um, I would say the most opinionated in the house. I'm not mad with that, but she she doesn't look like she agrees with that. No, she agrees. Okay, I will voice my opinion. Yes, I will agree. But I feel like everybody voiced their opinion. Um, the most opinionated one in the house for sure. Mm. Um, I'm the politician. I'm the oldest, right? Um, so there's a way that you try. Like if like for give um direct example like Christmas gifts, right? Okay. Mom gets me a sweater. I don't like it. I smile. I say, "Oh, thank you, mom. Appreciate it." Because I appreciate, you know, I understand, okay. you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Essence gets a sweater, she don't like, Mom, I don't like this. You got to take this back. Look at Essence's face. What's wrong with that, though? Serious. I get Mom, it I don't I like this. I understand the thought behind it, but I'm just being honest with you. I don't want you to waste your money because I'm not going to wear it. And see, you know, I just tuck the sweater in the back of the closet and don't wear it. But okay. that's a waste of money, right? Um, you know, exactly. but are you polite when you say it? Absolutely. Okay, because no, no, we talk about your delivery all the time. Do we not? Yes. Be honest. And my delivery is fine. Your delivery <laughs> be needing some work. It might come off a little aggressive at times, but that's okay. You can always get the truth. You can, just gotta listen for it. Can I just say when you not talk? When you talk to me, yeah, it's very mellow. I'm, it's. It's not even so much mellow. It's 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 very universal. Yeah. When you lot talk to each other, uh-huh. I can hear both arm coming out, and <laughs> yeah. all arm coming yeah. out. I love it. It's, yeah. I love it. I'm just I'm sitting there listening. I just want you lot to argue so I can hear just how country it gets. Oh goodness! It's like a switch. You turn it on and off, especially when you've been traveling internationally, dealing with corporate America yeah. management. I don't know what it is. It's like sometimes you just get around people. Like even when I got um, like you know I got friends. Out here, not okay. necessarily in London, but I got friends in Europe that are from like North Carolina and stuff like that. Okay. It's like we all get together and it's like, oh, child, it's country. We can't help it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, child, it's country. It is country. I'm going to look up some country phrases so I can say them to you. Mm. Let's you see. You're going to be wrong. Y'all always be wrong. Every time y'all be trying to code us, y'all be trying to make us sound extra country and it's like, look. I won't say not, them properly. I won't say them properly. You know what I'm I know. We're not the yeehaw country. We just like, Southern. Like, oh, child, that's country. Now it's now it's Instagram slang according to the fucking social media. It's internet word, internet slang. That's what this one girl said. She said, I thought that's just how people talk on the internet. It's like, no, girl, that's how we talk in real life. Okay. Well, I think me personally, I think we're more southern than country. Oh, for sure. Country is more like Mississippi, Alabama. Yeah, yeah. We definitely southern. See, we're more southern. That a lot of these are uh, a lot of these are country, but they're not black country. Like yeah. I got a hankering. <laughs> nah, I can give you Picture some. I can fit. give you some southern. Um, hissy fit is one of them. Okay, kiss um, my go to hell. No, like finna. Fin- I'm fin- I'm fitting to. No, finna. Finna. I'm finna go. Oh uh, yeah, that's what I'm fitting. But fitting the two, that's not. No, but that's what it is. It is. No, I'm fitting to do like. No, not fitting. To. I'm finna punch him in his face. I'm finna. Yeah. I'm finna punch him in his face. Yeah. But isn't that short for fitting to punch him? In I his don't face? even know if fitting is like we just say I'm. I'm finna. 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 Like I would. But it would mean like I'm about to. Like I'm. Yeah, yeah, I'm about to. to. That's but what even, I know. But that. even then, the slang is finna like is I'm about getting to. ready to. Yeah. Yeah. It says it here. Finna getting ready to do something. Yeah. 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 So whereas. 
in terms of the tr- the tr- like where Finna came from, yeah, in fixing to that's it. I'm fixing to uh, okay. I'm fixing to punch him in his face. I'm Finna punch him in his face. I'm Finna punch him in the face. Yeah, give me Knock his ass out. Give me some more. I'm looking at these. Um, oh, another one with the new generation. No cap. Oh yeah, oh, but we that's have like, that here. We that's have like, that here. but y'all got that from us. No, no, of course we do. We get everything from you. Of course, <laughs> of course we do. Either from you or from the Caribbean. Like yeah, our slang, real. you said that earlier on. Our slang, like in terms of terms we use, a lot of it wagwan. Yeah, is a is a Caribbean. Yeah. Thing. Where the fuck did Buff come from? Buff. Who came up? That with That was that us one? actually. But who she's was like, buff. you know what? I she's peng. <laughs> I, she's, I'm gonna tell you which one I do like. Go on. Oh, I'm gonna tell you which one I like. I got called a spice one time. You're a spice. Oh, I was like, oh, that's nice. I like that. Say that again. You a spice. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, that sounds good. Sign me up for that. Buff. I don't know. Don't call me buff. But I do be working out though. But I don't know if I'm gonna be you, buff. It's not the okay. It's not the same. It's not the same. Pain. I mean, it's like I didn't get it. Right, I'm gonna teach you some because I got a whole list here. Yeah. yeah. Sign me up. Now you'll never have to use these back home, but it'll be good for when you come back here to use these essence. Okay. okay. All right. You know, well, we want somebody should know. You know what beef is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got beef with someone. That's us. Um, banging. Banging. Yeah. It depends on where you at. But do that mean like okay, <laughs> banging? Do that mean like banging? Like, like it's hot? Like it's dope? It's yeah. It's lit. It's good. You're thinking banging isn't like dancing. Yeah, I, exactly. And I'm or, thinking banging is like it's slapping. Ba- yeah, gang banging. Oh, oh, like boxing. Yeah, Flat boxing. but a gang bang to us is also something else. Oh, but that's like a sex thing, right? Yeah. Do y'all also have trains here? Uh, is it like if someone says like, "Oh, we ran a train on her," is that a thing? Um, it, it, we'd understand it. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, y'all don't we, say. It. What do y'all say for? Um, I just don't think we y'all uh, ran a tube on her. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> oh, that yeah that was good that was class yeah ran a tube on her yeah yeah that might be the podcast name i'm not gonna lie that is hilarious um no we don't we get we get what you mean by run a train on her i would say it's probably not used as often because uh i think it's not something that happens as often happen? here. I'm sure it, it, happen- happens. it happens but i then it's not it's not, there's no bravado behind it uh, compared to some, no, actually that's a lie. Let me not say that. There are people here that do that stuff and they talk about it and, yeah. and so on. I think ran a train would be the phrase they use, okay. but I, it's not a conversation I have regularly enough to know. Yeah. hope not. No, no, no. It's no, not what a respectable it's, person should be doing. Exactly. Anyway. I've, I've never been in that situation to say Good. that sentence. Don't. Um, a lie. Like you told a lie. Mm, see, this is the thing. Like I lie. A- <laughs> <laughs> like one of the letters of the LGBTQIA right. uh, is ally. It's right. not that one. No, no. no. A L I E, a lie is basically it comes from am I lying? Say it in a say it in a sentence. She's I she's sexy, I lie. Oh. She's sexy, I lie. Okay. Uh, but how yeah. you spell it? Spell it. A L I E. Oh. But it, it says here I agree. It kind of means do you agree? Yeah. But you can say a lie. Like, yeah. I, nah, I don't even know if I agree. I would say a lie like you. It's one of those things you ask. Yeah. Though you're not really wanting a response. I oh, see sexy, I lie. And it's almost like he's going. Like how we say, huh? Yeah. Okay, there like we go. Like somebody be like, 
She's sexy, huh? Yeah, yeah. And right. you don't want a response from me, but it's just like you're kind of throwing it to me. To, yeah. And you know I'm going to agree because like, she is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. go ahead and co-sign what I just there said. There you go. Bait. How about that one? Bait. How we say bait. Yeah. Is um, bait mean like, like someone is sexy or they hot. Serious. Yeah. Yeah, like you got a hot catch. Ooh, like she the bait. Right yeah. Seriously. Oh, I like that one too. If somebody called me the bait, I'm in there. In Serious. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's a good if one. If I said, let's say if I said Kia is bait. Oh. That means you're sexy. Yeah. For where you're from. Yeah. It means Kia is bait here. Um, bait means obvious or simple. Mm. Right? Like no, no, that's obvious. That- like you're being bait. Like, like let's say I'm trying to let's say I'm trying to chat you up, right? Yeah. And or I see you in a club, and I'm and my guy goes, I look over there, look over there. She's nice. She's nice, isn't it? And I look over, and I'm staring right at you. That's a good one too. I'm staring yeah. right at you. Yeah. Yeah. He'll go, bruv, don't be bait. Don't be obvious. Uh, but if I say you're bait, it means yeah. that you're somebody that everybody knows. That's uh, a bait face. Oh, that's for you, a bait face, sexy face to you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we wouldn't say it. We wouldn't say bait face. Okay. We'll just be like, you the bait. So, oh, you the bait. Yeah. So for you, you it's. You the bait. You the bait. Yeah. Duh. You the bait. Okay. But also, that's very regional. Okay. That's like a DC Maryland thing. I don't know if that has permeated the entire US. It has, but that's very DC Maryland. Well, it hasn't come over here. You debate. Chirpsin. Who? Chirpsin. 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 That means like talking. Yeah. 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 Chirpsin, flirting, trying to get a girl's yeah. number. You're chirpsin her. Oh, that's cute. Yeah? That's Never, cute. How essence? Hey, do you remind mean? you like back in the day the chirp phone? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, like we did have a thing back in the day, like a <laughs> oh, chirp. Is it? Yeah, yeah, you'll chirp somebody. Where, where like whoop, yeah. And then like, I'm on the yeah. way. Yeah. Serious. Okay. We used to have like the little um the little walkie talkie joints, the little what was it, the Motorola joint. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I think three six mafia had like a song called Chirp. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we got it from you, but we twisted it in our own way. Chirps in. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but that's cuter though. Chirps. Chirps in. Because chirp, so? chirp is really like some hood shit. Right. <laughs> you Fair know what enough. I'm saying? You're doing, chir- you doing your drug deals over chirp phones. Aye. <laughs> the ends. The end. I know that one. You that's like the know. hood. Yeah. Yeah. The ends. The area that you're where you're from. So like I, the hood. Are you from these ends? Are you from this area? Are you from this hood? Yeah. So I like that one too. If you didn't know, hood is short for neighborhood. Anyway, <laughs> carrying on. Just carrying on. You're in Eng- you're in England. I'm just schooling on some things. Yeah. Uh hench. Hench. It's so cool that you don't know this. I'm, yeah, t- I'm that's telling some you. British shit, hench. Though. hench. Hench is what you would say buff is. Muscular. Ah. Oh, yeah. But do you say how do you say it in a sentence? Say it in a sentence. That guy, he's oh my my friend's going. Jimmy used to be skinny. Now he's hench. Oh. Is that a reach? Like, is that is that how widespread is that? Um, a lot of a lot of a lot of black people around the entire UK would know what hench is. Mm. In fact, everybody under the age of thirty, That's I would say, is. with black, white, Asian, would know what hench is. Okay, hench. Hench. H e n c h. Kind of hench. Okay, so you kind of hench. Yeah, <laughs> I be working. I be working out, honey. Yeah, Every yeah. Day. You're henching your bait. Yes. <laughs> see if you said it. You see you said it. See you UK. So if you call me bait, I know that's an insult. <laughs> no, I've told you. I shouldn't have told you that one. I know. Damn. I should be going to say, hey, you're looking bait today. I'd have been like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that CrossFit pan off, chair. What about what about Koch? 
Oh, Koch, K O T C H. Koch. Koch, yeah. No, what the hell that is? Koch. Um, Koch. We no one really says it anymore, but if I'm coaching, it means I'm, I'm chilling. Like I feel like y'all are overcomplicated chilling. Right. <laughs> coaching. Who's saying that? Nobody. That's why it ain't around no more. That's why it's not around no more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's how y'all know that was a bad one. It ain't last long. This one I like. This one I never thought about is being slag, but it actually is. Yeah. Next man. Next man. Yeah. Next man. Next man. Can you say it in a sentence? Um, they've said this how they've said it is not what I would say in. Alright. Say so, how you would say it. Okay. Next thing I know, wait, sorry. The, uh, I don't know. All of a sudden, some next man jumped in and all like, all of a sudden, some next man came about and next thing you know, um, it, it's, it's, it was an argument. Next man literally is as it sounds, like a somebody, person? another person. Yeah. Uh, but we would say next man. Gotcha. Some next man, some next guy, some next girl. Okay. But it says here, someone who joins in a conversation when they are not involved. Okay. I wouldn't have said it like that, but okay. Yeah. I'm just going through the letters. It's actually done an A to Z of these. Oh, wow. Um, rinsed. Wash? Like you rinse your mouth? Uh, Does it mean oh, like, like wash? Rinse, like they washed off, like they washed up. Like You're close, actually. Okay. Overused, used up. Okay, washed. Yeah, we washed. say you washed. You washed. Oh, Trash. right. You rinsed, washed. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's garbage. Um, Shook. Are you scared? Well, yeah, to be fair, look at Mob Deep, innit? Shook yeah. ones. So, yeah, it's, that's universal, really, innit? No, that's ours. Y'all took it from us. Uh, yeah, but we, we made it sound better. Um, <laughs> I do like y'all accents, so I'll sign up for that. Hey, how art thou, milady? <laughs> that's how you don't think we sound, innit? <laughs> No, that's that, one. I'm, no, I'm telling y'all how we think we how we think y'all sound. Y'all be on there talking about crepes and buffs okay, and good. all that type of shit. We don't know what the hell y'all be talking about. The peaks and valleys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when I when I go to when I perform in Dubai and I meet a lot of expats from America there, the early ones go there and they meet a lot of British people there. Yeah. And they're surprised because they think that we sound like it's Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones. Mm. Doth one want to crump it? That's because I y'all British actors come over there and play American. Maybe y'all should just play British. Okay. But even if you, <laughs> but even if you play British, yeah, okay. Even no, but even still, you all think that we when we go over there and we don't sound like we're British. Your idea of what we would sound like if we are British is doth one no, want no. a cup of tea? No, I think or Cockney. Or, one of those two. Or Hugh Grant. I think y'all posh, should be. But pr- Hugh I Grant is very posh. Is he though? Yeah. He doesn't he, I mean a lot of his movies he doesn't give me very posh sometimes. Hugh Grant is posh. But I think I think y'all should be proud of Hugh Grant. We should be proud of Hugh Grant. Yeah. Okay. Cause no, cause for real though, I mm. think he was one of the early Brits that made like British sexy. I'll give you that. For white people, now I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to disrespect all the black British. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to disrespect them, but I'm just saying, like, introduction into like, like y'all did good with that one. I'll give you that. Yeah, I think. But when you hear us, though, either we sound like Hugh Grant, which to us is a well-spoken British man, mm-hmm. or. Del Boy from Only Fools and Horses, which is a Cockney. What, mate? Oh you no, doing, you got you got Top Boy to thank now. Yeah, but Top Boy gave you like, ghetto black. Yeah. yeah, 
Hey, cuz, what you, hey, what you saying, brother? You got the thing on you. That's that's yeah. what you hear when you hear us in Top Boy. Did you watch Top Boy Essence? No. Never. But the okay. thing was, no. you know what? When I watched it, um, I thought, and this is going to sound mad, I know. Go on. Um, but I thought that the gangsters and Top Boy were like fairly nice to each other. <laughs> like compared to American gangsters? Yeah. 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 I think there was like, but I liked it though. There was like a level of like, we're not going to go that far. It weren't Mitch and Rico. Right. Like, snaky. Yeah. But there were elements of it in there. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. crime. It was criminal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But there was like a, a, a sense of like decency. <laughs> Barely. Street, there was a followable street, like a street code that you kind of yeah, followed. Yeah, a code. It was like, okay, we get it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You don't like you don't like insects, in you? Well, I just don't want to get stuck. I'm already recovering from an allergic reaction. I don't need. Oh no, nah, that was a that was a dragonfly. They don't sting no one. Great. All right, you know, wifey, you know, Wagwan. Uh, yeah. Yard. The house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a yard man. That's you, like a Jamaican man. That's a yardy. Yardy. Yeah, that's a yardy. Okay. Then you've got. <gasps> yeah. Go ahead. No, keep going. Younger. Younger. Yeah. Like younger. A yeah. young guy. Younger. Like, like how you spell you, like I'm younger than you. Right. That word, younger. If I have a younger. You got, you a, got a young joint? No. It's not about a woman. I so, you got a wedgie. A wedgie. <laughs> a wedgie. Oh my goodness, I got a younger. Let me pull it out. <laughs> no, no. Wow. A younger could be wedgie. I have no idea what how. Is younger? A younger refers to uh, a mentee. Oh, so, okay. but it's a street mentee. So, mm, if you're moving, okay, if you're you. moving weight on the street, like the opposite of OG, like the OG is y- gonna coach. Yeah. The, the so, younger. a younger will have an OG. Gotcha. Mm. Yeah. Is OG a thing out here? We know it, but the in, we wouldn't call it OG. Our instant slang for it would be our older. So younger, oh. older. So he's my older. That's my younger. Y'all kept it. Y'all simple. keep it simple. Yeah. Nice right. and simple. For a change. For a change. Nice and simple. Like, yeah. Nice yeah. and simple. Yeah, you actually, know you guys are a lot more simple than us when it comes to the things you describe, but not in your slang, in your actual word. Mm. Like, I think so. Michael McIntyre said this right. Yeah. In America, so here we have the pavement. Mm-hmm. That's where we. That's where we. That's how we travel when we're on foot. Yeah. You lot have lit, to describe what it is. You literally have the sidewalk. Yeah. Because it's on the side and, and you walk you on your walk. It makes sense to me. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Whereas um, he was also saying when it comes to, we have a lift. Elevator. Yeah. But that makes sense. I think Elevator. Because yeah. that's what right. exactly what no, it's doing. No, but a lift makes sense though. Right, a lift makes more, it's up. lifting you up. That's right. very true. So, so yeah, I, think I, guess, yeah. I think it's give and take on that. No, okay. Yeah, we got that as well. But I think what happened was, it's like, if y'all got to the simple word before we did, then we had to create another word for it. Like what? That's what I'm saying. If y'all got y'all got to the simple word of lift, obviously before we did, yeah. So then we couldn't just copy y'all. We had to call it a fucking elevator. Okay, that's what we do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fair enough. Y'all had pavement. We ain't like that, so we called it a sidewalk. It's I don't even know why we have it called pavement. To be I don't fair. know either because what we call the pavement is actually like the road. Right, it's like you pave the concrete and down. But you pave the road, like you right. say, pavement would be like the road, like the actual road that you drive on. So when someone, like if somebody's like I'm gonna hit the pavement, they about to get on the road. Serious. Mm-hmm. If someone says they're gonna hit the pavement here, the police need to be called because someone's gonna get knocked over. <laughs> what? Because you've climbed the sidewalk. 
Like, you imagine, uh, exactly. Yeah. If I say I'm going to get in my car and hit the pavement, I'm yeah. about to run someone over. Okay, yeah. that makes Because I'm, I'm driving on the sidewalk. Basically, hit the pavement means I'm about to take, get a, like, I'm about to be on the road. I'm about to be out. I'm about to hit the pavement. Okay. I'll let y'all. I'm looking at some of these slangs here. Yeah. Some of the, here's Southern. Southern is everything but a child of God. <sighs> oh, like Southerners. You know what we do? We say bless our heart. Yeah. That's shade. That's shade. Yeah. Bless her heart and shade. Yeah. It's sarcasm, really. It is. Yeah. It's like she's slow. Bless her heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, I've seen we'll a, I've seen when when a lot of Karen's get active on social media and then they get shown about. I don't even know where this thing Karen came from. But you don't they say it in the States? As it well? is. Yeah. It's one of our things. I just don't know who like where it came from. It's it came just, from the woman who called the police. Yeah. The was her name actually Karen? I don't think her name was Karen, no. but That's they what just, gave I don't it know. A, just gave a, a white name. White but name. at one right. but at one yeah. stage they was giving each one like their own. You know, you had like barbecue Betty. Yeah. You yeah. had like each one was getting their own name. Then yeah. somehow Lemonade Lisa and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then somehow they just all became Karen. And I feel bad for them. I feel bad for people actually named Karen. Me too. <laughs> Who's white? Because yeah. imagine you're in the office going, Karen, and you know the black yeah. people are going. And it's like most Karens are actually pretty cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're they not really now. the problem. They better be now. But they not, it's not really the Karens that be the issues. No. You know what I'm saying? It's the um, Sally Joes. Yeah. And the Cletus mm-hmm. Cletuses. Mm-hmm. Those ones. That sounds wrong, the Cletuses. The way I said it, it sounds like I'm about to say clitoris. Well, the, the Cletuses. <laughs> the Cletuses, you know, those was, that was the um that was the um, like the clumps. That re- that reminds me of the clump, the clumps, like the Professor Clump. Cletus Clump. Cletus, yeah. Cletus, Cletus. You know what I'm saying? That's what that took me to. In, I thought Cletus was more of a white name than a black name, but I think it's like a southern, yeah. southern it's more name. country name. It's more of a black name. I don't know actually. I think of Cletus from Simpsons, and he's a ginger guy. That's what I'm saying. I think it's the. I don't know. Never mind. I don't know. Maybe it's just a country name, a southern. I would say so. A real southern name. I would say so. So yeah. Do you know? Hands down to us. This is actually the longest episode I've ever done. Oh, for no congratulations. For no escaping. You got to edit this joint on down. I am not editing this for anybody. What? What am I editing? Why would I? Why would I? I like it raw and uncut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Do you know what? Ex- your sister's got it right. I prefer uh, just raw. And uncut. I mean, I mean the... the the podcast. The podcast, yeah. Uh, okay. the, the, because, the, because Corona's a real thing. Corona's real. And corona's we talked real. about this. Right? Yeah, exactly. Corona's real. Like, but yeah, this is the longest one. And it is, it's Joe Budden podcast lips. Yeah. Two hours and 37 seconds We might right be now. creating magic. The two hours and 37 minutes, sorry. Yeah, magic. Yeah. It could be. It could be magic. I'm happy with this, yeah. yeah. Man, thank you. Same thank you. Welcome. I'm going to wrap it. Only reason being because you lot need to get home and I'm definitely not driving you all the way there. Yeah. No. i got to get you to, the, the to a safe station. station. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, you lot live different directions. Yeah. And this is out here. This is not out here. This is zone three. So wait, 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 wait. When you said to a safe station, we're not in a safe area? No, you're in a safe area. Oh, okay. But I wouldn't want anybody to have to walk far once you get to a station as well, everything's lit. You're on a train. It's lit. And where I know your base. It's lit. It's lit. Oh, it's lit. That's another slang. There we go. <laughs> everything's exciting. It's fun. <laughs> so, no, no. But once once you're walking around, I'm not happy about that. But once you're at a train station, yeah. as soon as you, and especially where you live, when you come out, you're fine. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's so cool for you. But yeah. if about getting to the station, I wouldn't want you to do that on your ones. I or even just, that. yeah. Well, oh, thank you. Such yeah, a gentleman. Come on. So I, nice. I try. It's not always, I'm not always that good, but I do try my best when I feel like being a nice one. Oh, we appreciate it. Nah, that's cool. I appreciate you. Happy with you. Oh, she would do. I appreciate yeah. you for joining on the podcast as well. Yeah, Essence, you, you jumped in like halfway. 
even a, even less than that. She may be a third of the way. But thank you for jumping on as well. Absolutely. Can I put your name on this as well? Sure. There Essence we. Drake, Essence not the Drake. rapper. How do you spell mm-hmm. Drake then? D R A K E, but I'm not the rapper. Oh, right. okay. I thought you meant like it does not spelt like you the know. rapper. No, 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 she was no. popping before that. Exactly. Oy. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Essence Drake. Essence is your real first name. It's not one you chose. Correct. Like, That's amen. my government amen. name. Yeah. Amen. It sounds like a cool name that I would say I would like to be called Essence. Essence. So that's yeah. a lovely name. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Black Thank Magazine. That, that is. And we have it here too. And our little sister's name is Ebony. Essence Ebony. So what happened to you then? I was first. <laughs> they threw the test well, today. it's about. a funny name how her name was created. Yeah, actually. It's so. a funny story. It was like a sneeze or something when mom gave It's a combination of no. two names. No, no, no. My mom's name is Sharon. My mom's name is Sharon Key. That's her okay. full name. So she was a dancer, not a stripper. Okay. But like, good, good. you know. Like they used to dance in competitions and her okay. dance name was Shaky. Shaky. Yeah. Shaky, but they call her Shaky. So that's how they came up so with So then she Shakia. had a daughter and it was like put a yuck on it. Okay. Shakia. I can't there are certain names I can't give my child. Yeah. Because of what my surname is. Which is, Which is? It's it's green. My real surname. Yeah. Which I don't I never advertise it, but I don't it's podcast, it's probably be real. My yeah. real surname is Green. Yeah. So I can't name my child Saf- Sapphire. <laughs> I can't name my child Emerald. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't name her Red. I like the name Red for a child. Really? Red. I think is a lovely name. I knew a girl once when I was at school called Red. Did you have a crush was, on her? No, 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 no. Never. Never, never, never. Quick yeah. question. Go How ahead. do you feel about naming uh, a girl Velvet? Who's pregnant? <laughs> That's why I want to know. Who's pregnant? <laughs> Not, not no, I. we just have a cousin named Velvet. Velvet. Mm-hmm. But my mom saved her because her name was going to be Aquafina. Wait, sorry. <laughs> I think you cut the mic one more yeah, time. Yeah, no, I said uh, my mom saved her though because her name was going to be Aquafina. Aquafina. Aquafina, yeah. So they like were the deciding water. between Aquafina and Velvet. And my mom was like, well, Aquafina ain't it. <laughs> right. So she she's yeah. named Velvet. Yeah. I like that name though. It's nice. Aquafina. Yeah. Don't I don't know. I do not know. I don't wow. know. I don't know. I was look, shout out to my mom for saving her. Right. Could you imagine? Aquafina. And then the jokes would have been crazy. Everyone would just call her Fina. Oh, just to show. Yeah. Fina. Yeah. Aquafina. Like, H2O. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> it'd have been mad. Vel- Velvet's not a bad name. Let's just it's say not a bad name. Velvet's not a bad name. But I, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of the name Velvet. No. When I hear it, it's too distinctive. No. But I like I, unisex names for girls. I, I was just about to say to you, I like giving names that are unisex. <sighs> however, they could be more seen as masculine for women. Yeah. And women like I like like Jade for a man. Yeah. Jade is a unisex name, but yeah. I I don't mind the name Jade yeah. for a man. Also, I love 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 the name Michael for a woman. Oh, I don't okay. know what. Do you know what? Two I places. Like Charlie I got it from. for a woman. Charlie from woman works. Mm-hmm. Do you know where I got it from? Two places. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember hearing. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a massive fan of Star Trek, and in Star Trek Discovery, the the latest one that's on Netflix, mm-hmm. the main character, her name is Michael Burnham, black mm-hmm. woman. Yeah. Right, but her name's Michael. Yeah. And it just fits. Mm. Yeah, it does and something for you, huh? It just fits. And the real and the actress, uh Sonique Sonequa, her real her, her name's Sonequa Green. Mm-hmm. Which is a <laughs> best surname around there. 
Hmm. Right? Might Sonequa be one Green. of your cousins, Nim. No, no, no. She's married to a guy who's Sonequa oh, Green. That's another yeah. Southern slang. Nim, yeah. And yeah. And Nim. Yeah, and Nim. One Nim. word. One of your cousins, Nim. And Nim. Yeah, one and word. Nim. I'm not going to even say it. I'm going to try. Yeah. Because if I get used to your slang and then use it here, people think, Ori, what are you trying to be? Yeah, what you trying to be is chill yeah. out, my guy. Yeah, They're going to steal you. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, but Estelle did. Pen- yeah, they did. Estelle did numbers. Yeah, well, they're not gonna. Estelle didn't try to be American when she went there. She was herself. That's why I can't try to be British. Even though I love the slang. I want to hear your accent. Actually. I can't do it, but try I. It. You want to know it. my no? But you want to know my favorite? My favorite British slang. Go on. In it. In it. I n i t. How you say it? In it. In it. In it. I love that. Isn't it? What does that mean? Isn't it? In it. But it's just like we just like it. They just cold, isn't it? They just throw it in a sentence everywhere. Yeah. They just throw it anywhere in a sentence. It's in it is. A cross between your huh, where you don't really need a response, yeah, but it comes from isn't it, which is it's oh, cold, yeah. isn't it? Uh, she's nice, isn't it? Uh, I'm hungry. Should we get that, that food place? Is nice, isn't it? Yeah, I love that. It's far, isn't it? Yeah, mm. only people do you know what some of the slangs we use are for those without a high vocabulary, and I don't mean that rudely, yeah, yeah. I mean it to fill the sentence. Same, some people go. I, it's kind of it's kind of long still. <laughs> you know I mean? Yo, I, they it's know a that bit still. long. Hey, the journey's a bit far still, and that's it. <laughs> that's like they just fill up the words. They just add a still in there. I'm trust me. You, listen, like yo, yeah. I yo. this one you're gonna notice. Yeah, when a guy chats you up, right, yeah. and he doesn't know what to say to you. Yeah, and he's like, he's hood, bit of a, a road man, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, <laughs> a road man. Yes. <laughs> Or a pavement man in your technology. They're a pavement man, yeah? Yeah. There's one thing he's going to do at the beginning of a sentence, yeah? He's going to go up to you. <laughs> he's going to talk. You're going to ask him a question. Yeah. And the first thing that will come out of his mouth is this. Boom. That's it. Oh. That's the beginning of the sentence. Boom. So talk to me like, I'm going to try, let me chat you yeah, up now. Yeah, do that. I want to do it. All right. Go. go. So I come up to you and, we, yeah. and you play the person, like I'll be chatting to you now, Yeah. yeah? Yeah. I'm being myself though, right? Be yourself. All right. Cool. Oh, excuse me. What's, how you doing? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. What's up? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I saw you from over there and you was looking nice still. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. So, all right, boom. Listen, what I want to do right now, yeah, is I'm yeah. going to get a drink. Are you, are you thirsty? I could use, I can go for a drink. Yeah? All right, what are you drinking? Um, Ting and Ray. Ting and Ray? Yeah. That ain't a drink. It is a me, drink. All right, boom. Let me try this, yeah? <laughs> you, you see where the boom keeps coming in? Yeah. Yeah, it almost flows with how I make it sound. But yeah. when I say out of context, you're just going to hear the word boom. It just yeah. sounds weird. See, but when you say boom back at home, it's like, all right, boom back. Let me tell you what's going on. Yeah. Like, you yeah. break down a story. Yeah. And Use the yeah. substitute anything. It's like getting directly to the point. Yeah. But I, I think it's almost a delay for us to get to the point where we what we want to say. Mm, it's yeah. a delay because we're still thinking. All right, boom. All right, listen. Yeah. So, all right, boom. Basically. But I, you know what it is. You know I, I think I just realized I got a thing for that. I got a thing for that. Serious out here. I do because like you just like slang. I but I, I'm your bait. It's the accent. <laughs> I'm good. It's the accent. Your bait. <laughs> I'm really from the hood. You're from the hood, but when we speak, In real life. I know, but when we speak. Even though, even if we are even if we're using our slang, it surely doesn't sound hood to you. No, it don't. But I like it. Serious? Yeah. Don't we sound f- a bit fraudulent? Like, like we're trying like, to be ghetto, but we're not. Only, only when it, only when y'all are. 
Okay. So only enough. when it's like obvious, like only when I hear people being like, period, and it's like, stop. Ew. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. relax, um, cause relax. Okay. Like you know, you it's only it's only when there's the effort. Hmm. Okay. You know what enough. I'm saying? But it's like no, when you when you talking like that, it's like that's not like just how y'all talk. I can sign up for that. Well, if if you're gonna let these guys talk to you, these pavement men <laughs> talk to you, right? Then I just another thing you should know. This oh, is what goodness. I love. This one, yeah. Yeah. When they're thinking. A lot of them, not all of them, but when some of them are thinking and they don't know what they want to say next, yeah. they'll stretch it out with a word in between. Shout out to my friend Axel. He's a comedian as well. And he made a perfect joke about this, right? Mm. He'll say a guy who's hood and he doesn't really know what he wants to say to you. He'll approach you and he'll go, all right, boom. Are you listening? Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't do that. <laughs> Fucking right. So what I'm saying, yeah, they'll yeah. do that to stretch it out. Yeah. So look then, out for that as well. Because y'all be thinking on the fly. Is that what you're on saying? the fly? But, but it is like you know what it is. I don't know that I've had that many like British guys approach, like try to holler at me no. like that. Is like, it something that y'all do out here? I, I well, haven't seen girls, it. Or, or like in the you? clubs that I go to, it's like now nah, y'all just stare all fucking day. Um, Y'all was there all night. I swear to God. Rejection is a mother. Let me let me break this down. Yeah, please please help me understand. It's a I bit don't. okay. You see how when I went to approach you just now, yeah. your response was actually quite nice. Even if you weren't interested, you'll still give me a conversation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not here. Well, if they don't <laughs> like you, so try and be a guy coming to chat me up, and uh, and I'll be a girl, and I'll give you what girls get. Am I picking you up in UK slang or US slang? You can pick, try oh, UK shit. slang, because oh, I want to hear this. Well. But if not, just use use the, use the US. <laughs> do your best, yeah? And I'll show you what a lot of the girls here can do. Go then on. do the hood UK. Hood UK, I'm going to yeah. do the best I can. Okay, go on. All right, I'm going to just try to. All right. Uh, all right, so boom, yeah? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, I said panties off now, innit? Now, nah, yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. nah, go um, on, go on. So, boom, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I saw you from across the room and. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to come over and say hello. I'm going to pick you up like a US. If I, can I pick you up like I'm from the US? Because that'll bet, that'll work better do. for me. Now, I'm going to, just for context, yeah. there are girls that will hear this on this podcast and will go, yeah, but if they came like that, I would go. That's only because they're hearing a US accent. Girls okay. here, a lot of them, because of the idea of what they think US men are like from when we grew up, they'll be us. like, oh my, exactly. So I'll be yeah. like, oh, I would listen to that. But if it, imagine, even though she's going to use her US slang and style and ways, yeah. imagine if it's a UK guy coming to you, this is the attitude that okay, a lot so of I'm the girls- I'm a people like I'm from the US and like you would, like you would, like you debate. Okay, cool. And right. I'm going to, I'm going to respond like a girl here who at least thinks she's reasonably good looking. Okay. Okay, go. So, Okay. Uh, let's see, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna kick this joint off. So, hey, what's going on? Uh, you know, my name is Zay. What's your name? Um, why'd you, why'd you want to know? Uh, I mean, you look very nice. I like to get to know more about you. Okay, thank you. Um, okay. So, you don't want to give me your name? If you can tell me why you need my name. Cause I wanted to buy you a drink. I don't want to buy you a drink if I don't know your name. Okay, this can go one of two ways. I'm gonna go the I'm gonna go the harsh way. Go there. I'm okay. I'm not thirsty. Thank you. I will fuck you too then. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> to be fair, you'll get that response, that whole fuck you too then at the end. But yeah. ours is a little bit different. Oh, uh, this then. is the- Tried to buy you as a drink. But this is, a lot of them, like, again, and the same comedian, Axel, he, he knows the breakdown of girls very well when it comes to talking to a girl and stuff. <clears throat> what He says this, and I love when he says this, right? How some girls are so rude that, you can just be that like, you can be walking up to him say excuse me excuse me uh, i got a man though thank you and that's it that's the whole conversation because don't put it on the girls don't just make it seem like the girls is just because there are guys here the way that they can move as well i'll be real with wild you. uh i wouldn't say is wild yeah because i've seen worse around the world i don't think girls are just out here serving attitude no 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 for the no, sake no, no, of serving no, 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 attitude no, no. i, I 100 agree with you on that but there are guys out here do you know what it is the wild bit it's not the beginning it's the end okay. and i'll show you why the end like if i will do another scenario yeah i'll chat you up but you're not interested okay and i'll show and you me. you're you okay. but you're not interested yeah okay and but you're still polite but you're yeah. you know you're polite but yeah. you're not interested mike yeah. cable i think yeah i can do i that. gotta change these cables man it's all good. okay so you're not interested, but you're polite. And but I'll I show mean, you. Yeah, but I'll show you what okay. some guys can be like, all right? All right. Oh, goodness. Okay. Hey, you're right. What's what's your name? London. London. That's a that's a nice name. That's a nice name. So Thank you. Ah uh, man. Are you are you are you are you single? No. Nah. Oh, that's, that's all right. I'm trying to make friends in it. That's all, you know. My man not having that. Your man's not having that? No. Yeah, well, you don't You're not uh, about to get me in trouble. Tr- I'm not trying to get you in trouble. I'm just trying to get, get me caught up. I'm not trying to get he you. He might caught. be. He might got highs on me right now, child. He ain't doing that, man. So what? You, you're not interested in just getting to know me? Nah, I got a man. Don't you respect my loyalty? If I was yours, when you man. want me to be loyal to you too? Shut. You're ugly anyway, man. Fuck off, bruv. This thing, man. She's dead anyway, bruv. I don't even. <laughs> I don't say it in your face. She's ugly, bruv, man. Shut up, man. <laughs> right. And if that—that's why, because the energy comes out at the end of yeah. it. Why girls will have the attitude. Give you the attitude. Like, like they'll they'll come like. Yeah. Hi, you're right. No, the guy will go. Hey, what's going on? Girl will go. Hey, you're right. Um, yeah. Listen, what are you saying? Can I get your number? Nah, I'm not really interested. Fuck you, then. You're ugly, and then walk off. Yeah. And that would be the energy. So yeah. I can understand why afterwards girls would be like, I, I, yeah, I can't even be bothered with yeah. you. I get that. So I fully get that, and I that too. that's why that energy can come because, and especially when you're uh, when you're out at night, guys. Let's say there's a pretty girl in the club. Yeah. One guy approaches you. It's just like, no. Another guy approaches you. You just, yeah. you get to 10 guys deep. You're just sick and tired. So this is true. Yeah. So you're like, oh, I got a man in it. Yeah, I can imagine. But the figures, you could be the guy saying, excuse me. Oh, I got a man in it. Right. And then yeah. she walks off. I'm like, I'm just saying you dropped your purse. I got a man. I don't care in it. And they're uh-huh. just through. And they just walk off. Oh, damn. So I get it. But with us, what I find when I've when I've been to America, when I've spoken to women who are American, yeah, they're more than willing to give a conversation before shutting off, quick. Yeah, even if they're done, and even if you are done, and you're like, I'm just not interested in talking to anyone, they will politely say, "Listen, my guy, I thank you for saying hi, but right now I just don't want to talk to anyone." Or I mean, I'll just give you a fake number. A lot of girls here do that too. Yeah. But I mean, how, how do like, guys react to that in the States? It depends. Like, you got to be smooth with your shit. You got to get the number and get the fuck out. Because you don't want them to call it. That's what we do here. You I'm going to lie. Like, guys will sit there and say, oh, that's your, your show number again? Okay, cool. Ring. 
and stare See, at you. See shit, yeah. And if the ring, if it doesn't ring, excuse me, the number is. <laughs> no, so oh, then wow. I'd be like, I'm sorry, who is uh, this? Is a pizza place I'm ringing right now? No, so then I'll just be like, nah, I get this is my work phone. I got on me. That's my personal phone. My personal phone dead though. Okay. And then, and do you know what they'll also do? But I got to go because I'm running late for a meeting. I'm going to holler at you though. Okay, holler good. at me though. Send well, me a message. So you're good for that. But yeah. some girls get intimidated by let's. So no, right now the thing is just add me on IG. That works. And then I'm going to just block you. That works. That that works. Girls can say that. And I think, I think girls, but it's weird. Girls can say that if they don't want you to talk to them. Yeah. But I feel like a girl would do, uh, I keep saying girls, that's wrong. I feel like a woman would hear a guy come up to her and say, add me on IG and think, that feels like that feels like a cop out. No, not nowadays. No, no. IG is the thing. Add me on IG. All right, so we're we're roughly the same age. Essence, yeah. you're a bit younger than us, right? A guy asks you to add on, add on IG. Is there a part of you that goes, "All right, cool"? Or so what you do? And ask me for a number. Do you see what I mean when I ask that? Yeah, but I think it depends on the context in which you meet them. Okay. But I think if you out at the club, you know, let's like. I feel like now, if we've had a like if we've already established a connection, you can get my number. Okay. Like if we we bond, Same. we kick it, da 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 da. I'll give you the number, cool. But if we just meet and pass, or you just see me at a club, da da da, you chat me up. All right, cool. Add me on IG. We'll we'll link later. You know okay. what I'm saying? Mm, me personally depends on the energy. Yeah. If your yeah. energy is off, you can't get nothing from me. Okay. Yeah. It's just that simple. But would you prefer he ask for your number or your IG? Um, I'm a little old school. I'm gonna say my number. Yeah, yes. Now you can add me on IG. It's cool. That's because you can. Have the, <laughs> that's because you can then have the control of looking straight away. But also too, I mean, you know, what I'm saying. I think with me, like moving internationally, you know, adding your number is like okay. Either we on WhatsApp, yeah. we either chatting on WhatsApp or we chatting on IG. At yeah. least with IG, I get to see your pictures. That's what I'm like. That's what I'm like. I would prefer to. Do you know, it's not just your pictures of, of even how you look. Yeah. Um, I like to, this is, anytime I've ever chatted up a woman and then it's like, and I'll be honest, I'm, because of what I do, I'm not always the person that goes first to talk, yeah. which is odd, yeah. but I'm a comedian. I go on stage, I tour. So what happens is, is people see me on stage and already build. Yeah. You've, like, have you got yeah. like, a, like you, you, you kind of know what I'm saying in this. Yeah. yeah. They really build an idea of who I am. Right. You saw me in a com- comedy yeah. show, right? When you saw me at the comedy show, you're like, Okay, he's, he's, I've spoken to him off the stage, but on the stage, I build a character of who he is Yeah, on the stage. Now, if you yeah. did, if you had no reference to speak to me at all before that, and that was the first time when you go, this is what I'm seeing, you create an idea. And if you like that idea, it's actually easier for me to come up to you because in my own way, I've already introduced myself to you. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. I, that's, so for me, when people sometimes add me on Instagram and they do the thing of wanting to like a few pictures to see, to see if I see them yeah, uh, or they'll message me saying you was really funny today. And that's their way of going. I'm just giving compliments, but it's, it's neutral up the enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. neutral enough for that, for it not to seem like they're shooting their shot, yeah. but they're waiting for me to shoot back and I'm not shooting back. Yeah. Right. If you I would though, if it was, if, it was, if, it, if the right one would, it, yeah I'm just trying to figure out Like in the UK Or not in the UK Let's keep it specific to London But like in London Like the dating scene Like what is What is Like um, how we moving out here You know what I'm saying Like right, if you Are out, the women more aggressive Than the men Yeah that's a good question In South London yes But if I say that Then people in South London Are going to complain so. But I'm saying It's like okay So if you out So like If you're if you're a man Because you are a man mm-hmm. Right Testicles and all um, if you're out 
moving at like let's say you at a club let's say you're not performing you're just out kicking yeah. it with your homies yeah yeah let's make it specific let's say you at a box party mm-hmm. kicking it you know mm-hmm. it's a social environment blah 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 you see a young ting she's pretty buff you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she's looking hench she's looking, <laughs> <laughs> she's looking hench mm. you know what i'm saying <laughs> God. um and it's a it's enough that you want that you you want to you like yo I want a piece of that I want to I want to follow up on that. What's okay. your move? What's your next move? You see it, you want it. Oh, if it me personally, yeah. I would, I would steer away to just say hello. Yeah. Very very calmly. Yeah. Excuse me. I wouldn't go in for the kill like some guys do. No. But how is it? How is it like? If you had to say like, what's the scene like right now? How is the scene moving? Like I feel you like think, the scene's moving digital Where okay. people are so reliant on having this as a barrier This my phone yeah. And being able to do everything they want to do on the phone Yeah And block via the phone if that makes sense yeah. So Like I can go on Tinder and swipe left, swipe yeah. right Is Tinder big out here? Is that how people meet people out here? I feel like, yeah I feel like there's loads of dating apps When I, when I do comedy shows and I ask people How did you lot meet in their couples? Mm-hmm. Half of them Tinder, dating apps whatever the other half might be um if they're like family introduced us friends introduced us or i met her at a club or whatever yeah. but it's very fairly half real life half digital mm. very easily and people are confident to even tell you that remember i remember yeah, like 10 years ago that was a taboo i, like, I nah. spoke to her on facebook nah now nah, 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 yeah. they don't care i saw her on facebook she was nice i said hello yeah shoot their shot yeah right. so listen we we could we do this all go. day. I know. It's not even me. It's you. I'm, I'm worried about you on the last train. We're going to get, we gonna, yeah, we're going home. Don't worry. No, I'm not trying to kick you out. Though. I don't need to make it sound cool. like. You ain't got I'm to trying to make me, sure you look, get you home to safe. I'm trying to make sure black look. women are getting home safe look. because I care. I've been This is how it is. It, like my mum raised me to say that sisters yeah. are your sisters to so make sure yeah. they get home and get One safe. One of my like, best friends has a saying, he'll let people know. He's like, look, I've been kicked out of better places. You wow. got to kick me out twice. Wow. It's fine. <laughs> wow. I kind of like to think that Happy Jack Studios is is nice. It is. Thank you. Yeah. I really, out I've been kicked out of better places. <gasps> I actually haven't been kicked out anywhere. People like me. Mm. People want me to stay around for the most part. I don't bother nobody. I like Essence because she's humble. Yeah. <laughs> Why, thank you. There you go. <laughs> Essence can sit here and go, it's not bad if I've been kicked out or not. I'm just having a great time. You're like, yeah, I've been I've been better. Look I've at been this, out of look this piece of shit studio. <laughs> no, this is actually a really, really nice look studio for the record. Kick me out here. This wouldn't even make the top 10, this piece of shit. No. Look relax. at the dragonfly. <laughs> no. This is a very nice studio. <laughs> but he did he did properly kick us out like twice. No. So. One was more, got to make sure you get home safe. This time is this time is now. The second I was like, on. don't let the good door hit you with a good lord. The second time is don't let the train station keep you on this side of London. That's all. That's fine. All right, let's wrap this up. This is the No Escaping This podcast. Kia, aka Chukia. And then we've also got (laughs) this guy. That's where I thought the name came from. It's a sneeze. No, I'm joking. It's shaky. He's talking to me like I won't fuck him up. Oh man, she's she's hench. So she's she's, And I'm buff. Yeah. And you're a bit bait too. 
Come on, Ori with the slang and essence is in the house as well. Thank you. You're welcome. Nice one. Oh, this is Ori Styler signing out. Make sure you like and share and subscribe to this podcast. First time and second time and last time listeners. Doesn't matter. Leave a little review. Last night it was and follow me on social media at Ori, A-U-R-I-E, Styler, S-T-Y-L-A. No escaping this, saying bye, boom, safe. No escaping this. Uh